There's a gray horse standing still As a soldier climbs in the saddle for one last ride As the rain pours off his head You can see the shadows of the past written in his eyes Now the cannons are silent His friends are all gone Gotta put it all behind him If he ever wants to find his way home The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. When purchasing a technical product like brakes, there is no substitute for quality and experience. In the performance industry, no one has more experience than the Brake Man. The Brake Man has been designing high-performance solutions for a variety of applications for almost 40 years. The current products from the Brake Man are among the most advanced on the market. The Tornado Calibers are the only calibers in the performance industry to carry a U.S. patent number in their new line of pads and rotors. The Brakeman Super Brakes are solving brake problems on hard-use vehicles, from police cars to ambulances and a variety of fleet vehicles. So if you're towing a trailer, carrying heavy loads, or just plain want to extend the life and stopping power of your vehicle, it's time to go The Brakeman on the web at thebrakeman.com. Do you need to raise your land and business to new heights? Then you need to call Evergreen Development and Construction. They do it all, from land development, construction, drainage, excavating, site prep, and even environmental projects. No job is too big for Evergreen Development and Construction. Give them a call at 813-478-8847. And don't forget to check out the late model Evergreen Development Construction Race Team. They'll be at a track near you. And remember, just think green. Evergreen Development and Construction. 813-478-8847. It's amazing how the story gets all turned around, isn't it? By the time, you know, all the words get talked and everybody says this or that. And I I heard that somebody said Wayne Jefferson was a transvestite and John got all pissed off at him. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's crazy. Isn't it crazy, Wayne, how people just get things screwed up? I got it. Now, Bonehead, did you hear it that time? Did you hear the damn opening that time? This is Inside Florida Racing, man. Are you kidding me? You said you wanted a new opening. Oh, yeah. Now, do the damn show. Well, let's show. both do it together. That was a great opening. Go ahead, uh, Carol. Uh, now, inter- do introduce the- all of us and tell everybody what they're listening to. Welcome and- to Inside Florida Racing. And we have here with us tonight Rod Delting, Jack Smith, and Carol Wicks. Yep, like three peas in a pod, and then and here comes old uh, Redneck Ronnie. Come on in, Redneck Ronnie. Yeah, right Redneck Ronnie here, too. <laughs> you better sit down and shut up, or else I'll just take this mic and stick it up your butt. Uh, um. Redneck Ronnie has come in to uh, give his uh, point of view of uh, how he sees things, you know, in uh, Florida racing y'all today. Better, y'all better quiet down over there. <laughs> Do you know that we have the most exciting roundup of guests tonight? Okay. Who are they? Uh, <laughs> who are who are these guys? Are they Scott all guys? Grossenbacher, Roger Krause, Kurt Jett, Jeremy Goodlooking Gerstner, Sean Lamaster, <laughs> Jerry Binner, Jeff Jaquette, Drew Brannon, 
and many, many more. Man, we got a lot to talk about, but you know what? We're not talking about any of them guys right this second. <laughs> well, we, what do you want to talk about? Well, yeah, what do you want to talk I about? Wanna, I, you know, I've been sitting here um, seeing the Rick Bristol bashing that's been going on from the Orlando um, speed uh, Speedrome uh, racers over there. How uh, Some of them are pretty mad at him about, looks like, not just about one call, it looks like they're pretty aggravated with him. And you know, that surprises me because... I never get aggravated at race directors, ever. Oh, could have fooled me. <laughs> um, now, Actually, it's well, just his turn. Well, let me tell you something. You you just hold that thought because there was a race that we've been talking about for months and months because of rainouts and one thing or another, Cecil Williams Memorial. Cecil Williams Memorial actually happened this week at Lake City. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And Jeff Chouquet went up there with some cheated-up motor, I understand, well, and took them <laughs> apart. Some Dick Anderson Could, ride. Probably car number 92, probably, wasn't it? <laughs> Mr. Chouquet, welcome to Inside Florida Racing, man. How does it feel winning that race? Hello, Jeff. I never got a chance to meet uh, Cecil William, but, you know, from my understanding, he was a great guy. You know, he would give you the shirt off his back, and, and you know, it's just an honor to me to to go there and to win his, you know, inaugural race and then, you know, to be driving Dick Anderson's car, from what I understand, you know, they had a lot of history there, too. Yeah, this guy, Dick Anderson, that uh, you're driving the car of, you know, he's got so much history all over the place, and Cecil just kind of fell in there in the right areas there, you know, around the Bronson area and and also there in Lake City. So, uh, you know, the the race finally happened. Uh, it, it sounds like for you uh, it was definitely a good race. Uh, how was the show? How were the people? Did you have a good time? I actually have I've been to Lake City because uh, the Sunbelt races there a handful of times. I have never seen so many people in the stands. They uh-huh. were, I mean, they were just packed from one end to the other, top to bottom. It was, in my eyes, it was a great show. You know, we had to we had to go to the back because um, we got a flat a flat tire early on. Uh, we come in, changed that, went back out, ran another ten or fifteen laps, and then we ended up having radio problems. So we come back in, and, you know, we were still in the back. I don't think we lost any positions for that, uh, for coming in and changing our radio. But we went back out, and, um, you know, the car was just really good, you know, thanks to Dickie and, and everybody that helps him. And uh, we just ended up, you know, picking our way up through there and, and made it up to the top five. And, you know, we had a little bit of luck along the way, but, uh, you know, that never hurts here, and, you know, racing around here with all, you know, with all the people they got, like Timmy Russell, uh, Wayne Anderson, you know, Patrick Williams, you know, that's one of his home tracks there. You beat all them guys? <laughs> yeah, we did. And, uh, you know, we just got up there and got in the second and put some pressure on Timmy. And and uh, we ended up got, getting by him and led the last 16 laps of the race. How many cars were there, Jeff? I don't know. Approximately. Know, I, I, think, I think there was about 21 or 22 there. I'm oh, saying. not bad. Yeah, that, I think that's right. We, Rick we, Rick uh, Warren is going to have a story coming out, I guess, uh Either tonight or tomorrow, and we got a bunch of photographs and stuff, so we'll have that on the Karnak tomorrow. But uh, go ahead, Rob. I know you're itching to ask Jeff something. Well, I'm not really. I'm just uh, I'm in awe of all the guys that he said he beat there. Wayne was there, and he beat him there. What, what tire did you flatten when you were out there? Um, the left rear tire. Actually, Wayne ended up falling out. He uh, When I come right back on the track, um, Wayne fell out and, uh, you know, Thank God for that because, you know, he, he he's definitely a tough one to pass. And, yeah, he's uh, tough he's there. fast everywhere he goes. I need to ask you a question, Rob. Why are you in awe? Jeff Chaquette is one of the best drivers we got in the state. No, no. Well, I, I know that, too. But I know when he said that Wayne was there, Wayne's really good there. I know I mm-hmm. learned 
my line at the racetrack by talking to him. And when you run the right line at the racetrack there, you can get some left side flat tires there sometimes. And that's why I was asking, uh, um, you know, what tire that you ended up getting flattened. And, uh, you know, to come back from the rear, I mean, it's such a momentum track, but it sure helps to have a good car underneath you, too, with all that momentum and uh, to come out winning. How many laps was it? Uh, the, how many laps was the whole race? Yeah. The whole race was 100. 100 laps. They did 250s, right? Uh, no, they did 100 straight. Oh, they straight. did 100 straight? I think they straight? did 100 straight, didn't you? Yeah, it yeah, was 100 straight. All right, Jeff, that's pretty cool, man. And uh, Rick Rick Warren said you did. He drove your way uh, right right through the field to the front. And, uh, yeah. He, he you know, I got to, you know, I guess, like I said, I got to get a lot of credit to, you know, to Dickie because, I mean, I think before we left the shop to go up there, I went up there to his shop to scale it. And we didn't only scale it once. We scaled it about three or four times. And, and you know, the car didn't leave his shop until it was, you know, we even, we were even late for practice, um, you know, because we wanted to make sure the car was 100%. And, you know, every time Dickie goes to the racetrack, that car is just 100%. And i got to give a big thank you to him. Yeah, we ain't leaving. We ain't leaving, boy, until we scale it one more time. We're going right. to scale it one more time. Then we're going to load it up. Yep, yep. <laughs> All right, Jeff, next week I know you're headed up to uh, Hickory Motor Speedway, right? Yeah, we're actually we're getting ready right now. The, the primary car is basically all ready to go. Um, you know, we just did a little audits in on that. And uh, our backup car, uh, we just, we're just putting the motor in it right now and uh, getting ready to go. So we have some the backup just in case something happens. All right, man, here's, here's the deal now. In the last couple of weeks, we've talked to Andy Loden, who's the late model champion up there at Hickory Motor Speedway. This year he adds his name to... You know, some pretty illustrious names like, uh, you know, Junior Johnson and uh, Ralph uh, Earnhardt and so forth and so on and all like that. And then we talked to Sherry uh, Clifton, who's the promoter up there. And uh, I understand there's a graveyard right out there off the track, right next to the track. There's a graveyard. And we were talking to him about all this stuff. So when you go up there, man, I want you to find a real quiet place, like late at night when they turn the lights off. And I want <laughs> yeah. you to come back and tell me what ghosts you see, okay? Oh, yeah. You you ain't going to find me out in the middle of that. Hey, red, redneck, <laughs> redneck Ronnie's grandmother's buried in that, uh, in that uh, thing there. I don't there. know near them. I don't even like driving past them. All right, man. You go have fun, and we'll talk to you real soon. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Thank you. Night, Jeff. Jeff Chouquet. There you go. Winner. <laughs> winner, finally, of the... Uh, um, Cecil Williams Memorial there and uh, let's see. Now, what were you talking Lake about? Lake City, uh, Florida. What were you talking about, Rick Bristol Ford? Somebody was picking on the man, the Reverend? Somebody <laughs> I mean, picking on the Reverend? I mean, yeah, you know, everybody makes mistakes, I guess, and you can't really rattle them too hard until they just make so many of them that you can list them. And, you know, all I see is I don't see a list of mistakes. I just see a bunch of people that necessarily may not like him. But you know what? The good thing is, whether people like you or not, when they're writing that much about you, I mean, he's definitely, Rick Bristol is definitely on some people's minds. He's getting some attention. <laughs> Hi. I'm- I don't, I don't think that, um, I don't think that, that, uh, they're justified in some of the things that are wrote on there, obviously, but you know what? Who cares? If that's what they want to write, let them write it. As far as Rick Bristol being maybe not the man to be a race director, you know, it brings up a good point. What? Race director thing always comes up at all the tracks, and it's the hardest thing for any track owner, I'm sure, to probably set in line as a race director. And, you know, what parameters do you use to to have somebody as your race director? You know, how do you think about it? And um, you have to think about the fact that Rick Bristol's been not only racing for years, he's been not only announcing racing for years, he's been, been, uh, you know, a part of 
um, racing, like with the open wheel modifieds in the Sarah and all that, you know, a very big part of that and making open wheel modified. Listen, when he was in charge of that deal, they had a lot more open wheel modifieds at the races at all over the racetracks. So well, I'm kind of wondering what the heck they are looking for in a race. Well, director I'm wait, wait, you can, let me just clear. they've massacred every single Please. race director on the board. Let, let me clarify this for you. OK. All of the good race car drivers have long since driving long ago. Okay, and all the good race directors, they're either retired or dead. Just go ask the uh, people, the official mouthpieces of Florida Racing on that message board, and you'll see. They'll tell you, man, they're all either gone or dead or buried. Right, and something that they don't realize is just like we have kids coming into our sport, you know, like the Choquettes and the rest of them, you know, that are coming in. They're all the uh, Timmy Russell, you know, all these guys, uh, Seth Greco, all these kids that we've talked to. That are coming up. Well, they're going to want a good race director running their track, and they'll start to understand this. It's almost I was going to ask Jeff, but I don't even know if he understands it yet. I think it takes some years being involved at a lot of different racetracks, or maybe spending some time at one racetrack for a period of time, and then going to another one and seeing that you know what, it's always the same. You're always going to complain about the race director. So the uh, race director, the flag man, yeah. the track owner. I mean, the, the best thing is, is no. I understand how people can get mad about certain things. Like that I picked the wrong week to quit smoking. But if <laughs> uh, if it's validated and there's an issue with a lot of the drivers and they're all mad about one situation, then that's something they should look at, you know, on a one-to-one basis. But to take a guy like Rick Bristol that has years of experience behind him and sit here and bash him and how, oh, you can't use this guy, you can't use that guy. Now, if Rick Bristol said you are a lousy driver and your car was all over the racetrack, well, hell, yeah, maybe that is true. Maybe you need to get the videos and look at them and see maybe that, that is true. I mean, I, I don't know. Um, Rick, you know, you need to straighten up, it sounds like, Bristol. Here's <laughs> are, are some news headlines, a bonehead from the Associated Press of Stock Car Racing, you know. <laughs> All-American Challenge Series was won by a 14-year-old kid, another phenom, Drew Brannon. He's going to be on our show at 8 o'clock tonight. Hmm. Are they complaining about that? Not yet. Michael Sensi tops the uh, – Michael Sensi uh, won the uh, Star Pro Trucks at Auburndale. Man, what's the, the gentleman's name who runs the uh, Star Pro Truck Series, uh, uh, Carol? I don't know. Uh, you talk, Didn't you talk to him? Or he talked to me. Okay, he's supposed to call you so we can get him booked on the show. <laughs> right, and he has not called you. Uh, Robert Ray. Uh, <laughs> the doctor? <laughs> he took the $5,000 at Citrus. You know, anytime there's an enduro, man, they ought to like just do something like weird, like not let uh, 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 Robert Ray run. Is he the doctor, Robert Ray? Uh, yeah, he's the doctor. <laughs> he, he takes the money every time there's enduro. He won the... Uh, Enduro 150 at uh, Citrus. Charlie McNichol won the Modifieds at North Florida Speedway. Steve Dore used those cheated-up parts up at, from, from his <laughs> his good his uh, race car engineering shop up there to win the late models down at Bobby Deal's Palace-to-be, Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Yeah, we're going to talk to uh, one of the racers in there a little bit later. Sean LaMassa, right? Yeah, I yes, think sir. so. I think right. so. That's right. yep. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Henry... Uh, Won the Advanced Auto Parts Pro Truck 75 at New Smyrna Speedway. And keep in mind, we must tell you again, this year, when it comes time for the Asphalt Stock, the World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing at New Smyrna, there will be new bathrooms. I was told that in advance. Well, can I tell you this? That if I had my pick for a race director in the state of Florida, if I could think about which guy would I pick to be a race director, say, of my series or whatever, 
I'd pick Rick Bristol. He'd be right at the top of the list. So you know what? All you little Karnakians out there, you can say whatever you want about me. I don't care. And his name is Rob Elting. That's right. (laughs) Bonehead, however you want to put it. It Bonehead. I'm just telling you that I've been around racing longer than most of you guys that post on there. You know, and most of you guys don't even know anything about racing, but... Um, when it comes to when it comes to a racing director, I think that Rick Bristol has the make the good making makeup um, of a race a race director. Now, whether or not he'll ever make a mistake or not, come on, you're not going to make everybody happy. No. But what I always say, listen, if you got let's say that you have 20 cars out there, at least try to make you know 18 of them happy and only piss off two. That's what I say. More news from the AP uh, Racing News Desk. Matt Tiffany grabs his first East Bay win in the 360 sprints at East Bay Raceway. And we're going to talk to... Not that it has anything to do with sprint cars, but we are going to talk to Roger Krause, who wins everything but sprint cars. It's probably a good thing they don't let him race sprint cars. He probably has. He probably has. Probably has. And then and then Eddie Murphy won the Blizzard race. Eddie Murphy, the comedian. That's right. Yeah, Eddie Eddie Mercer. He uh, they dug uh, they dug Eddie they dug Eddie up for Halloween, man. And uh, he come out and won the race at Five Flags. And I think we're going to have uh, Kurt Jett, who came in fifth at uh, Five Flags in that Blizzard. Imagine race. that. Yeah, and Jeremy Jeremy Gerstner, who blew up a motor somewhere. I know he did somewhere in the state. Jeremy Gerstner blew up a motor. <laughs> He's going to join us later on. What does that mean? Is he having a problem with them crate motors? Uh, we're going to be giving Jerry Bennett Here's a call. Here's Johnny. <laughs> What's, you're, you're such a terrible board op. It's just terrible. It's terrible. These, these damn things just don't work right. The uh, views of raw belting are not necessarily shared so now by... Back, back to this thing. I know he has more to say about uh, about uh, Mr. Bristol, the reverend. No, I, I don't have anything else to say. I just I, I spoke what I thought, you know, and I'm sure that... You know, all of them think whatever they want, but, you know, I'd be glad to take calls. Do we have a phone number in this place? People could call me, and they could tell me tonight who they think the race director should be. Let's see. Right, where here, they, here's where the are they talking about? We at have, Speed World? We, at Speed World? Is that where you Yep, should? that's all it. Right. Well, who who should the racing director be at Speed that's World? That's right. I'll tell you what. you got five minutes to call in. Otherwise, forever hold your peace because we got guests coming out the years. And the tonight. number is? And if you call, if you call. 941. Nine four one. That's nine four one. Four two two eight eight. No, 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 no. That I knew that. That's why I'm looking at you, Jack. What's the freaking number? <laughs> yeah, he's in a mood tonight. Nine four one four two six four two six four two six. Six seven six zero. That ought to help them a lot. Four two six six seven six zero. Area code nine four one. I want you to call in here if you're from Orlando Speed World, and I want you to tell me who you call think. You. Hold on, who you think the racing director should be if it's not Rick Bristol? Now you're willing to type it, and for calling in, I am going to make sure that Rick Bristol himself gives you two tickets to sit in the grandstands of that racetrack if you will at least get off of your dead butt and call and tell me, Bonehead, who do you think should be the race director there if not Rick Bristol? Hmm. I don't hear anything. No, they ain't going to call you. We're going to talk to you. Let's go on with the show. I'm done with it. I'm done with it because nobody's calling. It figures I even offered him two tickets that Rick was going to give them. We're going to give Jerry the spin minner a a shot tonight. The spinner? Spinner? Yeah. Jerry, the spinner, the binner? Yes, he's going to give us an update on what's going on with the Nostalgia Reunion in New Smyrna uh-huh. during Speed Week. Mm-hmm. 
And who else is on the show tonight? Um, Scott Grossenbacher. Grossenbacher. Yes. I called Scott because you, last week you mentioned his name three or four times. It actually wasn't him. It was You it, mentioned it was him Bresnahan, also. I know. Yes, I did. I'm going to say. I'm not Otherwise, say I didn't even know Mr. Grossenbacher. Mr. Grossenbacher is a great late model driver and a good friend. And a very nice person to talk to. I'm sure he's a very nice young man. All of us late model drivers are, are young men. I mean, excuse me, nice. What you're talking? Uh, let's see. Uh, Roger Krause, yes. Uh, Kurt Jet, yeah. I want to talk to Kurt about this, his late model and his very soft setup that he runs. He's got this uh, coil bind thing all, you know, straightened out. So we're going to talk to him about that. What else? Who who are we talking to now? He's on the phone. Did somebody call actually? Want to tell me who the race director should be in Orlando? No, I'm talking to. Uh, we have an issue with our uh, teletype machine from the uh, uh, from, <laughs> from the AP wire. From the AP wire services. Is this, uh, this uh, broke down? Is this, uh, Mr. Benner, let uh, Redneck Ronnie call. I'm doing good. Hang on just a minute. Man. Go ahead, Mr. Benner. How are you? Uh, pretty good. The phone reception sounds a bit scratchy, though. Well, that's because it's just like our throat. <laughs> we have we have a scratchy throat tonight. It's a scratchy night, man. <laughs> Is that sounding any better? We'll work on it. Hey, Jerry, how's it going with the uh, reunion? Uh, you making more progress? Uh, what's going on? Let's get updated here. Yeah, things seem to be uh, still going forward. Um, I just recently put out a, a press release and sent it off to a bunch of places in the Northeast that you know, have agreed to help promote this thing in whatever way they can. Uh, I've got uh, some information coming out of Gator Racing News up in uh, New York State and Area Auto Racing News, uh, good possibility of National Speed Sport News, uh, websites, racetracks. Just a, a, lot, a lot of people are uh, kind of behind this idea and willing to do whatever they can. Tell us some of the great names we got coming up. Yeah, um, geez, it keeps keeps changing all the time. But you know, of course, Bug Stevens—he was one of the first ones to jump in on board with this thing, and uh, Leo Cleary from up in uh, you know the New England area. Pete Hamilton. Uh, Pete Hamilton. Uh, Ronnie Bouchard's supposed to be coming. Lou Boyd said uh, he'll come down from Boston. Yep, I spoke to Lou a couple days ago, and uh, he said he's he's on board. Uh, Gene Bergen. and uh, Amazing. Uh, although he was, although he was <laughs> uh, a driver himself, Bob Judkins, who's uh, kind of famous for ever having the first Pinto-bodied uh, modified and changed the look of the whole division. Uh, he lives down here in Florida now and still runs occasionally out at uh, New Smyrna in Orlando. Have you heard from and, Bill Wimble? Uh, everybody in the world drive for him. I'm sorry, what was that, Carol? Have you heard from Bill Wimble? Uh, yeah, I talked to Bill. Uh, Bill said he's going to be involved. Um, geez, Dutch Hogue. Uh, oh, my goodness. Dutch Hogue will be there. Uh, Maynard Troyer, one of my all-time favorites. Won't commit at this time, but I think he'll be there. How many days? How many days does this thing go on? Uh, it's just a single day. It's going to be one afternoon on uh, February fifteenth from noon till five. That's a Friday afternoon at New Smyrna Speedway. That's not going to be part of the show itself, uh, the actual reunion portion. But we're trying to work it out where we can get everybody introduced. You know, during the races. There's also going to be a uh, vintage and antique race car show that goes along with this. And uh, the uh, Daytona Area uh, Antique Racers Association 
uh, I think they're going to be involved, and I've had emails and calls from all up and down the coast, people that want to bring their uh, race cars out there, anything from modified to uh, old midgets and big cars, sprint cars and uh, stock cars, you know, the old 57 Chevys and such. So it's going to be a wide variety of, of race cars to see. Are they going to race? Is there going to be any race going on with the nostalgic cars? Well, that's a detail I don't really have worked out yet. I, I don't know if there will be specifically a race, but I'd like to get them a little bit of track time for the guys that would like to get out there and run a few laps, maybe in between uh, you know other events that are happening at the Speedway that night. The reunion gets over at five, racing starts at, I believe, at seven, and they have a full full car to races at New Smyrna Speedway that night. We're trying to... I'm hoping to work it out where these guys can get a couple laps in between races at the intermission times and such and such. So, you recommend people bring in some of their uh, memorabilia with them? Are they going to have some way to... Autograph session? Autograph session and things yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. it would be a chance to uh, you know get some autographs. People are bringing old scrapbooks and uh, old parts and stuff. Uh, Jerry Mathis, who is uh, uh, Wendy Mathis's father... He's uh, an old racer from uh, up in, uh, in New York State. He's got some old parts and stuff from Richie Evans' cars years ago and stuff. And he's got you know just all different kind of stuff. Everybody's got one little, one or two little scraps they're going to bring out and have that have a story behind them. So, well, I'll give you. I'll give you a little warning. Make sure if you're riding around the track behind Bug Stevens, you don't get too close. <laughs> he smokes that cigar and he'll get them ashes on you behind you. Um, <laughs> It so sounds firecrackers does what I'm running too. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Don't forget, he's bound to put a firecracker under somebody. You don't want to go around. swimming with him either. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he's done that in a rental car. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. It should be very interesting, you know. And I'll encourage the folks out there listening that if you, you've never uh, been to any of these things, it really puts you back and lets you realize, you know, where racing started and and the kind of cars that they raced and the characters that were racing them because. You know, the way I look at it, you know, to see Bug Stevens alive and he's standing right in front of you, if you really knew all the races that that guy has been in and the wrecks that he's oh. been in in his life, and he's been in wrecks and flipped the car over five times and got out and all that was wrong was his cigar was a little bit smashed. He didn't even have a helmet on, you know, and they survived these. And it's uh, it's really kind of interesting. I, I know I, I love to go to the um, antique races and nostalgic races. So uh, February 15th. Um, uh, New Smyrna Speedway, noon to five, mm-hmm. and um, let's just go ahead and say you guys are going to be racing these things, okay? Let's just say that, <laughs> and then uh, people will show up, and then if a race breaks out, who knows? You know, it could be good for everyone. Hey, Jerry, we've got to move on, but we want to give you a chance to update us on this and uh, keep in touch and let us know how it's going, and thank you so much for being on the show tonight. Well, I appreciate it very much. And if uh, people want to get some more details and stuff, uh, we do have a website that's built. Yes. But, uh, it needs some updating. It doesn't have all the info in there yet. But um, And by the way, got to give a plug to Bone Man. Thank you again, Rex. Um, but uh, the web address for that is www.modifiedreunion.homestead.com. And that will have the uh, current driver's list. On there, it'll have the uh, the days and times of different events and stuff that we're having out there. There's there's more going on than just what I spoke about on the on the air here. But uh, check out the website; it has more details. And thank you very much for the time to talk to people about this. And feel free to post anything on uh, Real Racing USA um, dot com dot com. That's right. And any kind of uh, hard advertising that you do on paper, make sure you put Inside Florida Racing on Absolutely. there. Absolutely. <laughs> 
give it a shot. I'll, I'll give it a shot. Thanks, Thanks Jerry. Have All a good right. night. Well, Thanks a lot for having me, guys. Appreciate it. Have fun. Bye bye. Jerry Benner. Nostalgic. This is, you know, a lot of p- people take this for granted, but this has been a lot of work contacting all these people and putting this thing together. Great job. Great job. Th- them old guys ain't got nothing else better to do but it's, to come show up. They're like, are you kidding? Are they calling us in? They're calling us back in. <laughs> I'll tell you, you know, we've been talking with uh, with uh, Lou Boyd here and, uh, over the last uh, few weeks. We're putting some stuff together for uh, uh, Real Racing USA Tuesday nights, Real Racing USA Live show. Um, so we got some interesting things that we're going to be doing there with uh, some of these uh, old codgers on a Lou reg- Boyd reg- is the most awesome guy. He is band. so willing to help everybody and funny. Oh, my goodness. Is and he he's funny. not a bad author either. No, not bad at all. <laughs> he keep in stitches. Yep. It's break time. Break time. Okay. Commercials. Hi, I'm Paulie Milam, driver of the number 42 Sprint Car at East Bay TBARA, and you're listening to Real Racing USA with Bill Green, Jack Smith, and Rick Angies. Powermaster is your ASA series sponsor for the XS Power Batteries. Powermaster is pleased to announce the introduction of the XS Power series of batteries. XX Power Batteries for racing applications and batteries for your car audio application. 12-volt batteries for street machines, street rods, off-road vehicles, and even motorcycles. XS Power Batteries means 30% more power and no battery spilling. Powermaster also carries your starters and alternators. Visit us on the web at www.powermastermotorsports.com. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to five-star race car bodies. Five-star race car bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, five-star has one driving passion to help you win. Five-star race bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, Short Track Asphalt, Short Track Dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the ASA Late Model Series. Find out more today. FiveStarBodies.com. Fun to see that. It's amazing how the story gets all turned around, isn't it? By the time, you know, all the words get talked and everybody says this or that. And I <laughs> I heard that somebody said Wayne Jefferson was a transvestite and John <laughs> got all pissed off at him. <laughs> you well, know, I, it's crazy. Isn't it crazy, Wayne, how people just get things screwed up? <laughs> Oh, I bet you Jefferson is just loving that. Only, oh, yeah. on, only on Inside Florida Racing on Real Racing USA. <laughs> and that John is John Sapricone, by the way, that thought that. Oh, know, gee, so. I don't think anybody knew that. <laughs> and I do. Uh, I think we have uh, Scott Grossenbacher on the line. Do we? Hello, Scott. Hello, how you doing? Great. Good to have you on the show. I'm glad to be here. You say that now. Mm. <laughs> things, things could change in a hurry, Scotty. What's yeah. up, Scott? It's Bonehead. 
not too much, buddy. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. It's been years since I've actually seen you and raced against you. You know, I've I've got to start it back racing a little bit, but you know, uh, what are you doing? Tell us about your racing that you're doing and where you're racing at. Uh, we've been running Citrus and Ocala this year, running uh, pretty much their full schedule. We did miss one race at Ocala uh, due to some damage from a race at Citrus, but uh, been trying to follow the points of both tracks. At both of them, how are you doing uh, at the two? I, I believe we're tied for third at Ocala, and I believe we're in fourth at Inverness. So uh, tell the folks out there, we had old Herb on here last week, you know, uh, you know, I saying when I used to come there to race, you know, it was, you know, Herb and you and, and Bresnahan. And um, is it still that way? Are you guys still the guys to beat there? Uh, I think so. We're all usually up front. We, uh, we've got Daniel Webster. He's up front there now all the time. And and uh, a couple more of them there that are pretty stout, too. So. Well, good, man. It sounds like you're still having fun racing. You still driving number nine? Yes, sir. And uh, having a lot of fun at it. Well, tell us about. Uh, did you win any? Tell me if you won any championships in the last uh, few years. What, what's happened in the uh, past here? We were uh, champion at Citrus last year. We had a real, uh, real good battle with Herb there at the end of the year. Uh, both went into the last, uh, uh, the last race of the season within just a few points, and uh, and uh, luckily I came out on top of it. So that was real exciting for us. It always gets tight there at the end of those things. You know, it really shows you when you. When you didn't finish that one race, you know, and you missed those points and you get down to the end and say, man, how could that do it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, and we've had a couple of those races this year, too, where we've had some, you know, mechanical problems and had some, some bad luck, you know. But we've had a lot of good luck this year, too. We uh, got two wins at Citrus and got four wins at Ocala, so we've been having a real good time. Have you been going to uh, Lake City and running any of the stuff up there like you used to? No, sir, you, you know, running uh, Citrus and Ocala, that's... That's about all we can do, you know. Uh, uh, I've got two young boys. I got one that's uh, nine months old, and one that was that's... my next question. Stop <laughs> it! I need to ask you this. <laughs> one that's almost you know, they keep me so busy. I tell you, uh, sometimes uh, between the two tracks, we'll run four or five weeks in a row, and and uh, it can be a lot on us if we uh, <laughs> if we tear anything up, you know. But uh, we have a lot of fun. Everybody has fun at it. How long have you been racing, Scott? I don't know. How come I haven't met you yet? Because I know most of the late model drivers haven't had the pleasure yet. I've been racing since, I believe, 97. Wow. Somewhere around 96 or 97. I can't remember off the top of my head. I've been in late model since uh, 2000. Who was instrumental in get you into into? Uh, well, uh, into racing or into like Racing. I know how you got your children. It's your racing we're talking about. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if anybody was uh, really instrumental in it. I, there was, wasn't was anybody in my family that was really big into racing. My dad t- did take me to a, uh, uh, a sprint car race down at East Bay um, a number of years ago when I, I was probably... Well, what made you want to do it? Something made Because we wanna... didn't want to be farmers. Well, that's where I got started, you know, when I was about 12 or 13 or so, he took me down there and I saw, watched the sprint car race and I was really, uh, really taken back by that. It really made an impression on me, but it was a long time before I, I, I was able to really uh, do something and move into, move into racing. And I tried some different stuff. I did a little bit of drag racing and whatnot and didn't, didn't care for that so much and, and 
later on, I just, I don't know, I just started watching it on TV more, and then I started going to the tracks. The local track went to St. Pete and watched, and uh, in East Bay and watched a little bit, and then just found an old car and bought it and fixed it and started racing. Yeah, she don't understand, Scott. We're, we're, we come from farming families, and our families all were in the into into cattle and horses and everything else and there we were wanting to race cars i know i was in that situation and i believe that's probably true with you yeah (laughs) and we just made you world famous (laughs) yeah that's right well he should be you know like i said scott has been racing for a while and done very very well um in racing his cars and keeping his equipment underneath him you know he's he's uh it seems like a lot of us we're going to talk to jeremy gershner later today you know another one that's there from our town you know and uh all guys that None of it was really given to us. We had to work really hard to get what we had. What town was that? Zephyr Hills, Tampa, around that area. You know, uh, Scott was probably more. Where are you from, Scott? Uh, San Antonio. Yeah, he was more from up where I would, you know, not far from me, but his family. I've known Scott's family for since uh, Old McDonald's Farm days. (laughs) Wow, that's even before my time. No, what I'm going to tell you is Old McDonald's Farm at the fair, at the Tampa Fairgrounds. Oh. Um, his family was part of that years and years ago. When I, I've said before, my my stepfather was a livestock superintendent at the fair years ago, and um, I guess it's his aunt. Probably is it your aunt Sharon? Yes, yeah, sir. That's right. Yeah, it's so. an aunt. It's just weird how small how small Florida really is. You know, <laughs> it really is. It's amazing. That's true. So uh, your family, man? Huh? How old are your kids now? Uh, but my littlest one is uh, nine months, and the biggest one is uh, going to be three. Uh, pretty soon. So, are they going to race? Still there? You going to make them racers? He dropped his thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm going to make them. We'll, we'll see what they want to do because uh, I you know, like you know, hearing that. Like, <laughs> it's a lot of uh, a lot of work and uh, and it can be uh, disappointing at times. And you really got to want it to. Uh, to, to get out there and do it, and I, I wouldn't want to push them into anything that uh, you know, they, they wouldn't be happy doing. You know, if they, they yeah. want to get out there and work for it like I did, then uh, then I'll work right alongside them uh, every day. You know. Well, you're doing a great job. I'm I'm fixing to have a child myself here any day now. Is that right? That's right. I'm fixing to have a son. Be my my first real child. Wow. And uh, since I've been uh, down here, I relocated here into Charlotte County, where we're at here uh, for about the last three years. That's why you guys haven't seen much of me. Yeah, I was wondering where you. <laughs> but every now and then, I race down here. So you know, uh, if you ever want to come to a race down here, DeSoto, Charlotte County, whatever. Scott, be careful who you hang out with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. When they let him, um, I've been telling them I'd like, I'd like to go down to DeSoto. I really like the racetrack down there. Yeah, well, John would probably like to see you there. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, if we can get a little spare time, uh, a little spare money, we probably will go down there. And, and I've run a uh, run a corner a couple of times too in a modified. Uh, I was just going to ask you if you would think of that. Oh, because yeah. will you be at the uh, Florida Governor's Cup this year, Scotty? No, sir. No. Um, that's a little bit out of our league. <laughs> Me that's too. I'd really like to do, uh, but it, it's hard. You know to. To have the money to try to go over and do it, do it pretty right, you know. And to to compete, you mean to, yes. to to compete at that level? Yeah. Yes, sir. That you know to have uh, you know a couple of sets of tires for the race and to have you know uh, uh, enough people in the pits to, to service car when we need it. And, you know, 
just to, to be able to do it right, it costs a lot. And we and I'd really like to do it. It's such a you know, it's such a big race here in Florida. You know, it's uh, it's something I'd really like to be part of at least once. You know, it's way too far away. <laughs> it is a long way. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's it's getting to be like to even go race at, at Lakeland. You know, it's the same thing. You almost think, well, are they racing street stocks over there? I could probably get a street stock to go around there fast enough, but I don't know about a super late model with some of these guys. So, we, so fans can can catch up with you at Citrus County Speedway anytime that they have the uh, late models out there. And Ocala, and and Ocala. Yeah, he's going to win the points in both of them. You didn't hear what he said. <laughs> I wasn't in. I wasn't in the studio at that time. If you'll remember correctly. No, that was you were in here. You were getting your drink during the other hiatus. I tell you, I got to watch these guys all the time, Scott. You know, uh, Carol and Jack, they just play around the whole time that we do this show. It's just oh, a big game. Oh, bite me. So I had to bring in uh, somebody else. I brought in Redneck Ronnie to come in here and try to keep <laughs> Carol straight. But all he's been doing is, is, is trying to hold her hand the whole time. This liquor's good, though. I love this liquor, man. <laughs> you sound like a track owner out there that I can think of, uh, but we won't go into there. <laughs> Hey, uh, Scott, appreciate you taking the time to talk to us here at Inside Florida Race, and I hope we can make you famous like we've done for so many other people. <laughs> I sure appreciate y'all having me on. Hey, and tell, tell the little leprechaun, Bresnahan, that we're going to have him on, that Bonehead has, been, Bonehead has been wondering what he's up to. Okay. I'm calling him this week. All right, I'll tell him. All right, I hey, appreciate it. Hey, thank you so much, Scott, and you have a good weekend. Be safe racing. All right, thank you all very much. Good Bye-bye. luck, good luck. Uh, uh, There's another one we made famous. (laughs) Well, you know, it's it's all good. That's all I can say. Uh, I hope that uh, Scott does get a chance to maybe come down and run down south. You know, uh, maybe uh, next time Charlotte has a race, a super late model race next month, maybe he can come to there. Maybe we'll give him a call and get him to come. Who knows? He wants to go see a Saprocones track. Nothing's changed there. Nothing's changed there except ASA don't race there anymore. But we won't go there. We're going to talk to Jeremy Gerstner about uh, some ASA racing here shortly. Um, maybe even quicker than uh, I thought. But, uh, Carol. Yes. Who's... All right. Hold on one second. I think we've got I think we've got something going here. Hello. All right. Now, here's the deal. I, I got Jeremy Gerstner on the line. I want you all to treat him decently. Treat him with respect. Carol's in love with him. What are you talking about? <laughs> okay. Okay. Fine. Welcome, Jeremy. Inside uh, yeah. How are you guys doing tonight? Hi, Jeremy. Welcome to the show. Do you, really, do you really want an answer to that question, or is that just like an attempt to be social with Please us? Please don't interrupt our guests. <laughs> hey, Carol, you, you, you tell them, make sure you, you seek your peace, Carol. Oh, my Thank goodness. Thank you, hon. It was great meeting you the other night at Charlotte County. Um, been a long time. I've been waiting for that. Yeah, you trip- you know, I, I've heard I heard a lot about Carol, and you know I've, I've been talking with, with with Jack and Rick and them guys, and I, you know it's nice to finally meet you, Carol. Well, thank you. It was a pleasure meeting you too. Uh, too bad you didn't get to meet me. <laughs> if I would, if I knew you were that good looking, I'd have been looking for you a long time ago. So, so Jeremy, <laughs> Jeremy, what'd you do? Take your car down to uh, to Bobby's Palace? Uh, actually, what happened was, uh, you know, remember with, you know, with the whole ASA deal with... Brent? Oh, no, I don't remember. Tell me. Yeah, you're going to tell us about that in a minute. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Let's, say, let's just say it was an expensive, expensive weekend. You know, it would have been a lot of fun. It would have been a great show for the fans. It's unfortunate it didn't happen. Well, at least um, you didn't you didn't break your tire. You didn't hit the wall. I'm sure. My dad my dad said you, did, you didn't tear nothing up, and you ended up, you know, now you're ready, ready for hickory. I said, well, yeah, but... You know, unfortunately, with race cars, we're not too worried about tearing things up. That's why we have a backup. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, had, we ended up going the next night to Citrus, actually. We ran up there 
And I went up there to help my brother, and uh, Terry Lovelady was there with a backup car, and he said, hey, Jeremy, would you like to drive my car? And I said, I didn't bring my fire suit or nothing. I'm here to help my brother John Gerstner, you know, because he drives for Kyle and Larry Alderman. And, and he said, well, find you a fire suit and helmet. So I got a helmet for my brother, a fire suit for Richie Anderson, and, uh, and I'm sorry, Richie Smith, and then uh, another a pair of shoes from another mini-stock guy. And next thing you know, I drove from 18th to 12th in his car, and he, he, he was real happy with it. <laughs> Finished it, didn't put a scratch on the car, and... He asked me, hey, you know, next week, would you like to run it at Ponte Gorda? They got a 100, 100 lap race up there. And I'm like, you know, I love to run Bobby Deal's track. We did some testing up there. We were real fast in a crate car, and um, I'd, I'd love to do it. So he said, well, yeah, I'll give you a shot in a week, if, during the week, and if you want to do it, we'll definitely put it together. So did you do it? Oh, yeah, we did it. And, you know, unfortunately, we were pretty pretty quick in practice. We qualified uh, kind of bad because I, I I'm not used to the bleeders on, on these super late models. And I, I, I had adjusted the left rear bleeder higher so that we would close the rear stagger a little bit during the race. But what happened was I had aired the tires up and the left rear bleeder stayed up and the right rear bled down. So I had no stagger for qualifying, which unfortunately only had like 10 or 11 cars, which, you know, I'm sure that was a low car count for Bobby. And I'm sure he was probably, you know, with all the other series running this weekend, you know, that weekend it was kind of rough for everybody. Yep. But, I mean, we, we ended up qualifying eighth. And they inverted the whole field, which put me second row inside. So I felt like I had a really good car for the race. So I wasn't too worried. And, you know, and I figured with 10 cars, I, sh- I should have to worry about tearing nothing up. But we, we, <laughs> we took off and, uh, we took off and basically I was riding in, you know, second and third for the longest time. And on about lap 35, the rear end, uh, started, started chattering real bad. Like something was going wrong with it. Like the, something in the gears in the rear end or something. I, I'm not familiar with, he, he said they had what they call a winner's true track. And, you know, we're used to using Detroit lockers where, you know, either they work or they don't. Well, evidently, that rear end it, it limits the amount of power to to each wheel of what you, where it needs force at. And I guess something happened with the gears, and it tried back off for the corners. The car turned right. I gassed it up and go to the infield. So it was, it was definitely painful. But I had keyed the mic up and talked to Perry Spotter, and he said, "Stay out there. You're in fourth. Ride it out." So we ended up finishing fourth. And you know, I can't complain. The car never got a scratch on it, and I had a lot of a lot of fun. You know, finishing 100 laps on Bobby's track and. You know, great facility, and everybody there was real friendly. I mean, I'm looking forward to go back when, once uh, we get done with Birmingham, Hickory and Birmingham with ASM. I'm going to go back up there with my credit card and see if we can have some fun. Awesome. Yeah. Um, he forgot what he was going to say. So, so Jeremy, uh, like all this year, you've been, uh, you know, if, if people don't know, you've been racing uh, the ASA uh, late model Southern Division. You've been traveling all over. You're getting ready to go up there with uh, Choquette and the gang to Hickory and see what you can do, and then you got one more race at Birmingham, right? Exactly, yeah. I mean, we, we, we had three races, you know, but with that Bradenton deal kind of, you know, shooting us in the foot. I mean, my goal is that, you know, because we had a rough start, you know, with New Smyrna and Cordial, we never qualified because we had some issues at Cordial with the front-end geometry. And with New Smyrna, we had a right front tire go flat qualifying. We never caught it. We had a whole shootout race with a right front flat tire. Couldn't figure out why the car was bombing out, so we went to load it up, but... Yeah, it's unfortunate we lost that one race. We, like you said, we got Hickory and we got Birmingham to try to get in the top ten, which we're only 11 points out of 11th, and we're only 45 points out of 10th. So we still got a real good chance. I mean, as you can see, I mean, look at Partello. He was third in points probably four or five races ago, and now he's, I mean, he's behind me in points. And it's just, a, you know, the, the tolls of these crazy cars. you got to be there at the end, and you got to finish these races. What do you say, what do you say to people who say that uh... – uh, the ASA late models division that that, that series it, it isn't as competitive or it's not as good as uh, you know it's not fast cars and all that. What, what do you say about all them knocks? 
I, I hate to tell them. I mean, but honestly, with my modified, it was a lot of fun. It was out of control. But when you get in these ASA type late models, it's all about the driving skills. It's about it's, it's almost like it's, it's strategy. It's driving skills. I mean, and getting your car to really be free and really work good. I mean, it ain't like the old days where the guy that shows up with the forty and fifty thousand dollar motor drag races down the straightaway and rolls to the corner in a super. Yeah, I mean, you really, I mean, they, they, you know, they're still saying that the Ford's got a little bit more power than the Chevys, but I can honestly tell you that some of these shorter tracks, well, not Birmingham, but like Hickory coming up, it's going to be a pretty even playing field. And I think that ASA with Ron Varney and, you know, Sandy and all the tech people, they've really come to where they're, they're, they're taking the motors and they're evaluating them. And I think they got it pretty close now. I mean, yeah, maybe the first couple races, the Ford's had to take advantage. But, I mean, anybody that says that ASA is not a competitive you know, competitive series or just Don Narone. That's what he says. So, so the, so I, yeah, I had heard, I had heard this. You know, of course, we heard this stuff about the Fords. You say that was that was an issue early in the early on, but you don't think it is now. No, I, honestly, I think now that we changed the rockers and we they let us go to uh, you know the, the, the different balancer and the, the different valve springs. I think I, I mean I, at I-70 Speedway, I was I was right there side by side with Chiquette, you know, for the last twenty laps, and with Peter Cosolino with all the big you know big money Fords, Menard. I mean, Charlie. Yeah, none of them guys know how to drive, do they? Yeah, right. Yeah, you're, you're definitely going on the wrong side there. <laughs> hey, Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy. Them boys are, are very competitive. Anybody wants to, you know, down log them. I mean, you've seen this weekend he won the Cecil Memorial, but of course that was, you know, it was a top-notch car. But he's a top-notch driver. So when you get those two combinations together, it's hard to beat. Jeremy, are, are you guys running the soft setup on your car? Yeah, you know, and that's. The, really killed us in the beginning of the year i work a lot with chad from left-hander and sees my chassis the one i the one i ran in the beginning of the year was a 2000 model and it was set up for the for what they call a conventional setup which is the which is the you know small bar you know real stiff springs well we were trying to run the big bar you know big bar setup with the soft springs and the problem was is the geometry on that frame with the, the design of the front clip it wouldn't work and that's that's what we were fighting the first like five races partello too right and Partello too, exactly. Well, actually, he had a new style car, but he was trying to he was trying to still run uh, like a mediocre setup, like like half and half. And it's either you either commit to all big bar or you commit to completely conventional. You can't go half and half. And that's and I think we were both kind of trying to do the same thing because you know being you know used to super late model with a lot of power, you're always trying to figure out how to get forward bite. Well, with these cars, it's the total opposite. You're always you're always tight. You're always pushing. You're always trying to figure out how to free it up. I mean. We ended up putting lockers in the car, you know, to take the spool out, putting toilet lockers in them. I mean, everything we could do to free it up. I mean, I'm to the point now where I tell all my guys on the crew, I want to see this thing either back in the wall or spin out, and then we'll go the other way. And that's and that's honestly how I feel with every track we go to. I try to make it so free that it's like it's almost like a, a modified sideways to drive, and then you go back the other way to tighten it up. And doing that, we've been qualifying in the top, you know, 15, and we've been racing our way to the top 10 almost the last four races. Well, Jer- you know, Rob, it's a good thing C.C. Brooks isn't here. C.C. Brooks is usually here with us uh, helping run this show. If you would have thrown all- out all that that you just said and she was here, we would be here for two hours, her quizzing you on what She'd all be trying, that meant. What's trying to it now? <laughs> well, it's interesting. You know, you put a, pr- a pretty good spin on it because I ask a lot of drivers. I'm going to ask Kurt Jett about it later on when we talk to him. Um, you know, for me... Being out of it for a while and then getting back in it and racing with my conventional setup, of course, with my car, that's all I can run on it, you know. So, um, it's it's really tough when they get in the corner and and they're they're so hard in the corner and they're hard on the brakes and you're like, man, that didn't used to work. 
exactly. <laughs> well, see, it works with that with that big bar setup because you, you got the car, you got the car in such a different to- different geometry. I mean, and that's the thing. If you don't have that big bar setup, it's not so much a race condition; it's it's your qualifying issue. All right. With a, with a big bar, the first five laps is your fastest laps of a car. You know what I'm saying? With, with conventional twenty laps into a race, you're right there on the same playing field, but it don't work. You know what I mean? I mean, because when you got 40, 50 cars showing up for these ASA events, if you don't get in the field, you basically go home. And right. That, that, that's what I fought the first half of the year. But we figured it out. And, you know, honestly, this this has been a rough year for me because I'm used to winning races or running the top three every week. So running back here in the backfield, 7th, 8th, 10th, even isn't where I want to be at at this point. But I'm, I'm thinking Hickory. we got a really good setup. i got a friend that runs up there, a uh, guy, Chuck. He runs there on a weekly show. And he's got the top, you know, top setup for that track, and I think we're going to unload. And I got Jay Carberry for, from uh, Evergreen Development. He, he does all my shocks with CNR Shock Services. He went up there and actually ran with Perry Perry Brown uh, about a month ago, and they got a really good setup for me that we're going to throw up under the car. And I think I think we should be a top five car racing, and we should be a top ten qualifying easy. I mean, I, I know I'm not going to make it there for test day on Friday, but we're going to definitely be there Saturday, which they got two hours of practice. We should have no problem figuring it out in those two hours. Hey, man, you work anymore? You got a job, a regular job? Yeah, that, that's the unfortunate thing. I mean, I own my own business. I mean, and I do complete, you know, like GMR landscape and design. Right. And it's out of Wesley Chapel, Florida here. And, you know, I, I got a race shop and everything right there on the same property. NASCAR, Joe NASCAR shop is what uh, Jeremy's got. He's got like 60 by 100. I don't have yeah, to ask him yeah, any questions. Yeah, he answers them before well, I get them. Well, and, and, and Jeremy we, could do this show by himself. What are you talking I'm about? I'm telling you. <laughs> no, come on now. You know, I, I love, I love, I love to talk. I mean, I, I mean, I'm a very talkative person. I've always said if I could ever make it to the NASCAR level, I, I could definitely handle the PR. I just, it's unfortunate. A lot of Florida drivers don't get recognized. I mean, it's great that David Ruderman got out there. And hey, Jeremy, our day's done, son. What's that? Our day, our day is done, son. All don't, we can do is have kids. Jer- That's all we can do. Jeremy, don't don't listen to him. Jeremy. His day might be done, honey, but yours isn't. I actually thought that until David Gillian, you know, he popped in the Bush series at age 37. So, you know, I'm, I'm 34. I got a couple more years. I ain't giving up yet. But, yeah, you're right. I'm getting married this year. So uh, That was my next question. See, I don't have to ask you anything. Hey, hey Jeremy, not not only that, you know, we've, we've been hearing from some of them, uh, th- those uh, big wigs up there in North Carolina that know about all this sort of stuff. They've been telling us that... Uh, that the, the teams are, are looking more and more to maybe not so many young guys now. They want to go a little older because of the um, experience and so forth. Right, right. I mean, I, I did some testing up north for some teams, but nothing nothing to, to the exotic. I mean, I, I actually turned down a job with Hendricks, and I should have did it just to work in the shop. But Yes, mm. you should have. You should have. Well, you should have. If I do that, I couldn't race. So. Ah, you're always going to get to race, Jeremy. How old are you? I'm 34 now. Look at old man Pletcher. He's still out there racing. Yeah, yeah, you're right. He's still going. That's right. So what don't are you ever talking turn about? Jack Duffy, 76. Well, hey, hey, Jerry. <laughs> don't ever turn down a good job with some racing team just because you're racing. Hey, Jeremy. Unless you're only 20. Jer- <laughs> Jer- Jeremy, we're going to run along right now. Thanks a lot for being with us here on Inside Florida Racing. I'll tell you what, you might be getting a phone call because we might be talking to you again on Wednesday night on the uh, O'Reilly ASA Fastlane. we got a lot of stuff we're going to cover this next this week coming up. And okay. uh, so you might hear from us again, man. Jeremy, I'll give you a call so you can maybe help me get my sled working a little bit better. There you go. Hey, listen, guys, it was nice talking with you too. But yeah, it's been a it's been a, a great roller coaster with ASA. I'm looking back to you know next year getting more into just a lot more local show stuff. But just this year I built a house, and, but we'll be all right. 
But Talk- yeah, definitely, hopefully I can call you back on uh, Monday of next week and tell you we did get up at Hickory. Thank you so much, Jeremy. You have a good week and be safe. Talk to you soon, Bye. man. All right, Thank take it easy. Good Bye-bye. luck, good luck. All right, now he's going to Hickory. They're going to have, I bet you they have 60 cars or more there. Hickory. I'm telling you, I got You know where I'm going to be, though? I can't go. I cannot go. I just went to North Carolina. You can't go to Hickory? I went to North Carolina this week. Now i got to go back, but I can't. Cause why? Because <sighs> I have to go to, I don't have to go, but I am going to Auburndale Speedway to see the biggest modified in Florida, oh, modified yes. race in Florida since the Blue Gray at Ocala earlier this year. Cindy Nelson and uh, and Rex Guy and the people over at Auburndale have been putting this thing together, and they're going to have a ton of cars. It's going to be a huge race. It's paying a ton of money, and uh, I can't wait. And we are got, we talking to Rex tonight? Yes, we are. But we I was going to talk to him now, but see, Jeremy, Jer- Jeremy just don't you even go there. Jeremy just scooped it all up, man. So anyway, That's we right. got to go to break, and then we'll be back in a minute. But actually, it's going to be about four minutes. Hey, uh, where's the pizza?
widow, she weeps by my grave. Tears flow free for her, man. She couldn't say. Shot down in cold blood by a gun that carried fame. All for a useless and no good, wordless claim. And there's fire on the mountain, lightning in the air. Gold in them hills, and it's waiting for me to raise your land and business to new heights then you need to call evergreen development and construction they do it all from land development construction drainage excavating site prep and even environmental projects no job is too big for evergreen development and construction give them a call at 813-478-8847 and don't forget to check out the late model evergreen development construction race team they'll be at a track near you and remember just think green evergreen development and construction 813-478-8847. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. It's like I picked the wrong week to quit drinking. When purchasing a technical product like Braids, there is no substitute for quality and experience. In the performance industry, no one has more experience than the Brakeman. The Brakeman has been designing high-performance solutions for a variety of applications for almost 40 years. The current products from the Brakeman are among the most advanced on the market. The Tornado Calibers are the only calibers in the performance industry to carry a U.S. patent number and their new line of pads and rotors. The Brakeman Super Brakes are solving brake problems on hard-use vehicles, from police cars to ambulances and a variety of fleet vehicles. So if you're towing a trailer, carrying heavy loads, or just plain want to extend the life and stopping power of your vehicle, it's time to go The Brakeman on the web at thebrakeman.com. It's come down to this, 100 laps, 5 to go, at the line, 5 cars, nose to tail, heading down into turn number 1, it's anybody's race, inside for the race, it's definitely crunch time, somebody's going to have to make a move, 3 laps to go as they cross the start finish line, going down into turn number 1, they start to fan out, coming off a of 2, they're side by side, down the back straight away, inside for the race, that's it, coming off a of turn 4, white flag in the air, checkers are wreckers, anybody's race, as they go down to turn number 1, they fan out, 2 by 2, 3 wide, Coming off the turn number two, they get sideways down the back straightaway. Someone breaks loose to the top, trying to make the run up on the high side. Going to do it the hard way around. Coming around four, there's still two by two. Three cars drop back. It's one car coming out sideways. Two's on the inside, coming to the line. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida race. Inside Florida racing. 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 Man, I don't know what it is, but we got uh, we got gremlins going on around here tonight. It's not even storming. It's eight stories up. Wicks, the birds are in flying the into the window. Wicks is spitting into the microphone. Well, I'll tell you what. You know... <laughs> We talked to uh, Wicks rhymes with chicks. Yep. We talked and to uh, Di- we talked to uh, one, one big uh, late model winner tonight, super late model. Winner. We're going to talk to another one here in a second, but uh, you know, Drew Brannon, 
He's 14 years old still, <laughs> soon to be 15. And he won another big race, this time in the All-American Challenge Series at DeSoto, which is no mean feat. And, uh, you know, one of the biggest disappointments about that whole ASA fiasco is the way it worked out is I do believe that Drew Brandon was going to start on the pole because he had qualified six and they drew the six pill. And I think he might have shook some something up there. Um, so it was his fault. Yeah. It was his fault they didn't race. Welcome, Drew, to Inside Florida Racing, and congratulations on your big win. Thank you. Thank you for having me on. And he's only 14? That's what, yes. That's, he, what he, that's what he said. He sounds like he's at least a 25-year-old. Now, you can go to DrewBrandon.com and check it out. I'm <laughs> I telling did you. that. Yeah, he is 14. But uh, So so how did you manage to pull that one off, uh, Drew? Um. I don't know really personally, but I, the biggest thing I think was is our new shop crew that we got going on here. They're making my life so much easier. Make it where really all I got to do is turn left and hit the gas pedal. But How hard could your life be at 14, Drew, for real? <laughs> okay. Lay it out for me. Tell me how hard could Drew's life be? Well, let's see. I just got home from golf. I know. You know. <laughs> You rotten little. You got, you got you got Tiger Woods giving you golf <laughs> lessons over there in the East Coast, right? I hear you got a Nashville deal. Would you? Are you doing music too? No, no, no. My, my dad promised me that if I won this past weekend, that he'd let me go to Nashville and run the AS Series. Right. I've been wanting to go. Now wait a minute. Let's back up here a minute, Drew. I, I think this challenge started earlier this year, did it not? Yeah. Okay. Here's, right, we'll start from the beginning. Yeah. I was okay. I had to win a Gigi Challenge and a Turner Tree and Landscaping. I had to get two of those in order for my dad to get an ASA car so we could run this photo race that just occurred. Right. It, and you did that, I guess. Well, it didn't occur. I did, oh, that's right. It didn't occur. It just happened. And let's get this straight for everybody out there. This was your fault that it didn't happen, right? No. <laughs> so. So anyway, you were going to get to go to the Lowe's race if you won a Goodyear Challenge race or an All-American Challenge race, and you didn't do that. But then you made another deal, and uh, so if, if you could win, you would go to uh, the ASA Challenge race at Nashville. And so you're going to do that. Yes, I'm oh, hoping my dad holds up to his end of the deal. I think he will. He better, because Bill Green's already like uh, got his bags packed. He's excited <laughs> as heck because he's driving, going with you guys, you know. So, uh, yeah, it, it's exciting. This is, you know, Bill Green, he's helped us out a bunch with this PR. and Nothing like having a mouth like that behind you. You're yeah. 14 years old, and you got all this stuff going on. How old were you when you started? I started racing go-karts at the age of four. Four years old? Yeah, he graduated to I a late model at five. I know kids still in diapers at four. Listen, video oh, games. Will you tell her? So, will you tell her that you played video games, and that's how you figured out how to race? Um, I didn't play video games. Oh. Tell me the truth, Drew. Don't listen to him. Really? You, you, well, wait a minute. We've been doing this with some of you younger guys, and we've come up that, that you know, just about 90% of the under 16-year-olds that we've talked to say that they play quite a bit of racing video games, and you don't? I wish I had time. You wish you had time. Drew, here we go again. What are you, like a movie star or something? I'm not understanding this. He works on the cars. You're just a, a weekend racer, right? You race on the weekends, right? And you work all week on the race cars? I don't know. I, my life's pretty hectic. Tell us, tell tell us what it's like, Drew. Um, well, I don't get to bed until eleven thirty. By the time I'm done with schoolwork, get home from golf around nine, and 
Now, that's two times that he said golfer. Are you a racer or a golfer? Um, well, I'll give up golfing day for racing, but on my spare time, I go golfing. I'm on the my school varsity golf team. Okay. What's your handicap, man? I don't have one. Oh, okay. Really? Okay. I, 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 Scratch you, golfer. Hey. Let, me, let me ask you, do, you, do you find it difficult? What, to play golf? Yeah. yeah. To be you, Drew. Yeah, no, no, to be myself? Yes. Uh, Drew, Drew, don't pay any attention to Bonehead for a minute. I'm trying to figure this out. Now. I wish you'd both be quiet and let this poor boy finish one sentence. <laughs> I'm just amazed that, it's t- that he doesn't have time to do stuff at 14. That's he's, he's going to school. He's racing cars. He's golfing. I mean, for crying out loud. And he probably does have a he's girlfriend. He's got homework. I yeah. know he's not married and he doesn't have children, but... You got a girlfriend, Drew? Yes. Okay. There you go. There's the There's time There's the frame. time. There's where the time so, gets off. So at, uh, at DeSoto, where did, you, uh, where did you start in the race? Pole. You started on the pole and nobody could catch you? Nah. I don't know. Joe had a little something for us on the three-lap run. Joe, Joe uh, Winchell? Joe Winchell? Yeah, that's my superhero. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's, that's right. right. That's my superhero. But um, that's right. Yeah. And once once we got, you know, we we we're investigating here with these breeders, and um, I feel like I do more work under caution. But uh, once we get a once we get the heat back in the tires, it works out a lot better for us. Let, let me ask you this: when 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 we uh, when I was talking to you down there in the in, infield during the uh, qualifying for the ASA, I asked you how you liked the car, and, and you said you liked it so much that. Uh, uh, you were thinking about taking the uh, the car and, and changing it over, running in the Goodyear Challenge. Well, that got scratched by my dad. Yeah, <laughs> I figured it. He might. says it's a brand new car and he wants to save it, and he didn't want anything. You know that things only been raced once. And now this is your second win, right? You won at uh, New Smyrna earlier in the year. Well, I, this year I won. Yeah, I won uh, during Speed Week. And uh, yeah, there you go. And then I won, I think I won earlier in the year there, too. Yeah, I think you won one of them good Bright House deals or something like that. over there. You won a 50-lap rover. I know you did because I read about it. But listen, man, I'll tell you what. Hold on. I want to ask him a question, please. You got one, he, he's kicking me <laughs> off I don't care. This is my show, too. Hey, Drew so. doesn't have a lot of time. Hush. Okay. Well, go ahead, Drew, Rich. in spite of all the things you do, what are your grades in school? How are you doing in school? Uh, A's and B's. Uh, A's and B's? Very good. Way to go. Great. Thank you, Thank Mom. Thank you so keep, much. Keep for it up. Where can your fans, at DrewBrannon.com. Now, where can your fans catch you up next at the racetrack? Um, we'll be at New Smyrna next weekend and the following weekend we'll be at DeSoto. All right. Um, want, I want to say thanks to uh, Mike Tomaz, Mikey in the shop. He's turned this thing around for us. Bobby Boschman and the crew and uh, Tom with South Park Auto. If you need any work on your car, call him at 305-238-7202. But uh, it's, it's turnaround for us. Man, you're good deal, man. You're going the right direction. You're taking care of them advertisers. Thank you, young man. We'll talk to you real soon. And uh, c- again, congratulations on your big win. Good night, Drew. Thank you. Hey, try to get some rest, buddy. Okay. All right. Good night. Well, there you have now, it. Now, now, fourteen-year-old. Tell winner. me about that. Do we have a fourteen-year-old on the ball here or not? Yeah, yeah, I think I think he's pretty sharp. You know. Uh, uh, what can you say? I mean, I I still wanted to get down to the bottom of the ASA deal. <laughs> I think it's so. It's so refreshing and, and comforting to know that these kids are out there racing, but they're also getting really good grades in school. I'm really concerned about him having a heart attack being this, you know, and early he in his life. He have a heart attack. With, Their hearts are still working. Ah, I know, but he's got so much going on. He's You're going to have the heart on. attack. He's good got so much going grief. on. 
That's why he's alive and healthy. He's golfing and racing? Come on, Tiger Woods couldn't race. He couldn't do both. Ah, uh, well, you know, it's good to be Drew, it sounds like to me. 14 and racing and having a good time. You know, he's got a big future ahead of him. Only 14 years here. Okay, speaking of speaking now, of good now. future ahead of him, Rex. Now, I told you what I was going to be doing this weekend, right? Now, we'll, we'll let Rex tell us what's really going on. Go ahead, Rex. Tell us what's happening. I hear Auburndale's having all kinds of cars showing up and a big show. What's happening? Well, just putting on some good racing down here, uh, had a heck of a leg week last week. Uh, had trucks, had uh, mini cups, uh, had champ cards, had all uh, twin feature street stock race, had a, a hundred lap uh, sports race, fifty lap, well, actually seventy five lap mod mini. But due to the tire situation, we just cut the laps to fifty for each class, paid the full field, the full purse, and everybody was happy. And the grandstands liked seeing the action and. Just having a good time. You mean everybody left happy? What's the tire situation you're talking about? Uh, actually, the, the uh, my distributor's wife had passed away, and I'm I don't fool with people in a situation like that. And and the tires were supposed to have been here Friday. Well, the driver was playing games in Daytona, and they got here instead of being here at one, they got here at five. Oh, okay. oh my goodness! So some of your guys didn't have any good ones mounted. Exactly. So we unloaded 272 tires and mounted 120. And wow. uh, that put me back about two hours. But, you know, uh, the racers were happy. The My Stars Truck Series, a great bunch of guys, they jumped in and helped us work. And we got everything situated out. We went to racing. This week we had the big 5,000 win open wheel modified. Yeah, we want to talk about that. Tell us. Tell us about it. How many cars are you going to have? Who's coming? Tell us some of the big shots. Yeah, who's signed up? Basically, right now, I don't know all the ones that's coming. Uh, Cindy Nelson is taking care of all the pre-registration. There's 21 pre-registered already. Um, I expect 40 cars here. Uh, I think it's going to be a big event, five grand to win, 300 to take the green. You know, I think it's just going to be a good night of racing. The weather's been great. You couldn't ask for the better weather. We finally got rid of the rainy season. It's beautiful out. Are you going to pack 40 cars on there at one time? Come on, tell us you're going to do sure. that. Start the 40. The <laughs> race is 26. 26. If I have 40 cars, uh, I'll run a second race, which will be a constant 30-lapper and pay the normal per six, five, four, right on down. You know what I mean? See, man, that's a good deal, Rex, man. I wish more more guys would think that, that way, man. That's how you do it. You get more cars there that way and offer Rex, the guys I'll that come some money. I'll tell you what's working for me, and I'll be honest with you. Well, that's good. It's like they want to be treated, and that'll bring them back. You know, and I'm not blowing smoke. I'm only telling you the facts. I try to take care of the customers here. A racer is a customer to me. And treat them like they want to be treated, they're going to come back. The fans are happy. They get to see good racing. So, Well, the truth. Well, you know, that's what we're hearing, not just here in Florida, Rex, but when we talk to promoters around the country, it seems that the ones who have a – the positive attitude about treating the racers as customers seem to be just a little bit uh, doing a little bit better than the ones that aren't. The proof is in the car count and the beer sales, right, Rex? Pardon me? I said the proof is all in the car count that you've been getting and the beer sales. <laughs> actually, I, I'll be honest with you. The beer sales this past weekend, we doubled. We actually run out of beer. That's what I'm saying. That's how you really tell that you're doing something good when you got a big car count and you can't keep enough beer in the house. What's your fan? So, that's not the worst. We run out of food. <laughs> well, so, so, how many fans did you have there? 
Uh, we had a our grand. We had our second best night. We was just a little under what we had at grand opening. So, a little under thirty five hundred. That's great. So this coming weekend now, um, tell us like what are the details? What times the pits open? Gates open? Uh... The pits open at ten o'clock in the morning. Uh, the racers can come in. We don't charge any extra for coming and running here early in the morning. We let them come out and practice like they want to. We run them out at two o'clock and let them register to get in. Uh, we will have concessions open at noon this weekend. So, you know, a few things we've got to upgrade around here as far as, you know, when the big races come in, like the late models and stuff, uh, we need to open concession quicker in the pits. These drivers get hungry and thirsty, you know, so I might as well get some of the money here instead of letting them go somewhere else. Lots of sweet iced tea. Lots of sweet iced tea. Believe me, we go through lots of sweet iced tea. That's no the easiest thing. No beer in the pit. That's the easiest thing to make money on, right? <laughs> so now, so now, th- this is a is a hundred lap uh, open wheel modified race. Yes, it is. And you and you're paying what is it? Was it five grand? Is that what this is paying? Five grand to win. Wow. And it's a hundred straight laps. No dollars. Fifty dollars for every lap led. What's the first loser going to win? The first loser. Yeah. Fifteen hundred. Whoa! Wow. Well, it all sounds good, man. You sounds like no you. Beer, are you? Yeah, I'm gonna be there. I'll I'll be there uh, early. 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 That's two o'clock in the afternoon for me. What time? Two o'clock. Uh, two o'clock. You'd be great. We're gonna start qualifying at five. We had the figure eights running that night also, uh, which I didn't I didn't realize that till earlier. My race director forgot to tell me we had figure eights running, and I'm glad of that. People want to see them, so I'll bring I'll, I'll bring my heart medication. <laughs> really? I have EMTs here for you. Good deal, man. But we're happy what's going on down here. We just want to, I wish, things. I hope things continue this way, you know. Well, you just keep it up and keep doing things the right way and listening to your fans and racers. I think everything will be fine. All right. Look, yeah. Thank you so much, Rex, for coming look, on and telling us what's going on next week. And we'll see you this we weekend. We look forward man. to hearing from you how it goes. Well, thanks a lot for calling. We'll, we'll be there for you anytime you need us. We'll Thank s- you. Night, Rex. See you this weekend, man. All right. See you. Well, there you have it. 100 laps of modified racing, going to have a big purse. Oh, if he man. has all them cars show up, they're going to have a Concy race that's going to pay money. So I think that's all good. We're going to take a quick break. And, and, and Bonehead, I want you to listen to this little, this first little couple of things here, okay? <laughs> I really want you to listen to this. It, I want you to pay attention. Is it the real, Jefferson deal again? No, 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 no. This is something I want you to pay real close attention, okay? <laughs> Hit the switch. Look at Sounds great. Hi, this is Rick Bristol, driver of the number 30 Toyota hey, Industrial Equipment How you doing? Lift System, Southern States Toyota Lift Truck, and you're listening to Real Racing USA. Do you need to raise your land and business to new heights? Then you need to call Evergreen Development and Construction. They do it all, from land development, construction, drainage, excavating, site prep, and even environmental projects. No job is too big for Evergreen Development and Construction. Give them a call at 813-478-8847. And don't forget to check out the late model Evergreen Development Construction Race Team. They'll be at a track near you. And remember, just think green. Evergreen Development and Construction. 813-478-8847. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Underwear Inspector Number 12. Mr. Underwear Inspector Number 12. 
Whether it be tidy whiteies or banana hammocks, you're the one who makes sure our skivvies cut the mustard. You make sure the door is fastened with secure seams so that the cow doesn't get out of the barn when it shouldn't. Dedicating yourself to a craft others might poo-poo, you can pass every single man on the street and say with pride, you there, you're wearing my underpants. And no, I don't want them back. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Eagle Eyes, because we're all glad you've got your hands in our shorts. Bud Light beer at Isaac Bush, St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Yeah, Jack, he's the loud cell phone talker guy. <laughs> yeah, nothing like the who. You gotta love them. Who? 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 Uh, I, don't, I don't know, man, but uh, I don't know who it is, but... Uh, uh, how you doing, Rob? You doing okay tonight? I'm man? doing great. Doing I'm doing right? great. We're having a great show. I think we're doing good radio. Right, let's let's let Carol have some 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 airtime here. Go ahead, Carol. Carol, go ahead. I am really excited because we've got one fantastic. <laughs> Hold on, I'm tired of I'm tired so of the mic. She's so excited. She this, fell on we, the ground. We're giving her some airtime, and she's getting so excited. She's falling. And she this is big. We have got with us tonight. A dirt racer who was a champion all the time, late model, limited late model, open wheel modified, um, from East Bay, Roger Kraus. Hey, how y'all doing today? Oh, oh. listen to the fans cheering for you, Roger. Does that sound familiar? <laughs> when you're like double feature winner and stuff on night, stuff Put those like cans that. away and leave them alone. <laughs> so, um, welcome to the show, Roger. What a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. Um, yeah, uh, having a good second half of the season anyway down there at east bay having a um, pretty good time at clouston down south oh you really? know i was i was up there at east did bay you a not few weeks. win there this week yes i did i won the modified feature and uh finished second in the limited late model whoa man so you just travel with both cars all the time anywhere you go right you just bring them both yeah well i'll bring whatever whatever's racing that i have yeah roger how long have you been racing there over at uh the, in tampa i've i've I'm from Tampa, and I recognize your name for many years out there. How many years have you been around there? Uh, since 84. Um, however long that's been, 23 years ago, 24. Since yes. Heck, I don't, I don't even know if Gene Lasker raced there then. <laughs> no, no, he, didn't, he, didn't he didn't race then, but we everybody knew who he was. How old are you? Uh, I'm 42. 42, yeah. So, 84, you were just getting out of high school then sometime. Yeah, yeah I just had to graduate before I could start racing. Well, that's usually my yeah. mom and dad's agreement we made. Are you, are you from Tampa? Yeah, I'm from uh, Tampa. I live in Plant City now. What's the biggest occasion in your racing career? I mean, my goodness, you got limited, you got late models, you got open wheels, you're doing it all. What, what's your favorite? Uh, the late model. I would I would say the late model is my favorite. It's the fastest. Um, when it handles right, it's the easiest to drive. And uh, I don't know. I I, I um, have a great passion for the limited late models because I won so many races in that class. So I, it's hard to get step away from that class. It's kind of the slowest class, but it, it's still fun. Are, are you from this area originally? Yes, uh huh. I'm from Tampa. I, what about your family? You married, got children, and no, I'm single. I'm, I have a daughter, twelve years old, but I'm single. What do you think about her racing? She's not interested. She's uh, <laughs> lucky you. I tried. I tried to get her into go kart racing, and she, 
just wouldn't didn't want no part of it. <laughs> I don't know what she's going to do. Maybe hopefully she'll be a president. <laughs> How did you get into racing there? You know, Bite you your said tongue. You, you said you had to uh, get out of high school to race there. Uh, uh, so once you got out of high school, did you have a family that got you into racing, or how'd that work? Yeah, yeah. Well, my grandfather Harry Krause, he owned um, Bobby Alexander's race cars, late models for years. Right. Riddle, Frank Riddle's sprint cars. Right. And um, I worked for him at his transmission shop. Bobby Alexander, is that the one that used to be a police officer? No. <laughs> no, he was uh, the one the police well, officers no, we were had, arresting. <laughs> no, no, we had a racer at Charlotte County, Bobby. Uh, no, nah, he's a dirt, name. a dirt racer from out there at uh, oh, okay. East Bay yeah, for many years. Uh, he still races there with my dad. My dad still races with him. My grandfather's passed on, and uh, my grandfather helped me when I started racing. My dad built me a car. My grandfather helped me a lot financially, and and just moved on from there. What's your dad's name? Bill Krause. Bill Krause. Yeah. Bill Krause. So what school did you go to in Tampa? I went to Tampa Bay Tech. Tampa Bay Tech. That's just, um, you know, that you've seen really at that track, you know, and talking to you now and you talk about, well, you love racing late models. You think about in 1983 and 82 when you used to go out there and see all them Nosprish family out there and all them other racers that were out there. And today... Donnie Tanner, there's one. You know, you used to watch him race out there all those years, and you get to race with your heroes and beat them now. What's that like? Oh, uh, it's, yeah, because they, yeah, that's fun. I love racing against Keith, and, um, because he's so competitive, and it just, uh, it just makes me want to beat him, you know, and it makes him want to beat <laughs> me, because you can race against him all night long and just have so much fun. The last late model feature we had there was one of the best ever at East Bay Raceway. There was five cars racing for the lead, and I ran third most of the race, and you didn't know who was going to win, and it was it was great side-by-side racing, and I ended up winning the race. It was, it was a good race. It's a it's a great facility, a great racetrack. You know, I was looking uh, at some winter circle pictures today, and, man, they got some good-looking chicks there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the wing house girls were yeah. that night. It made me want to win both races. <laughs> I saw that. I saw your picture there with the flames on. That's you, isn't it? Yeah, that's me. Yeah, well, another flamer. Oh yeah. my God! <laughs> you know the flames are in now for late model drivers. You know, it's oh, it some... isn't hurting Jeff Gordon any. Now stop it! Yeah. How could you compare? How could you compare Roger to Jeff Gordon? Roger wishes he could go to the same bank with the same <laughs> payroll. I sure do. <laughs> hey, Roger has to be there. Roger's probably had more fun in his life than Jeff has because Jeff really don't have fun at what he's doing. Roger has fun at it. Well, I don't know. I think David Rudiman. I raced many years with David Rudiman. Uh, we've competed a long time together, and uh, I wish I was where he is. He, I bet you, I think he's still having fun. He yeah. is having fun. You're right. You know, we we all wanted to do something like that. It was great to see uh, David make it where he did. But you know, uh, I've talked about it before. I was on the other side of the fence, always looking in and wanting to be a race car driver, and I've I got to achieve that. And you know, when you sit back today and you still see it in those kids when they do those introductions for you. You see it in those kids when they come down there. You see them standing there at the fence, and one of those kids is going to be you soon. That's what it's all about. Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not forever. I mean, there's somebody's going to come along. Little Alex Borner, he's, uh, I don't know, I think he's like 16 years old, 16 or 17, and he's already won an open-wheel modif- modified feature, and um, he's going to be he's going to be a good one. He, I think he's going to be very good by the time he gets to be 20. It's amazing some of the talent that uh, – the younger kids had. And I think we had that kind of talent. They just never let us do it. 
Hey, um, what's that new tr- the new track down there at Henry County? How do you like racing on that? Is it a pretty decent track? It's a tricky track. It's very slick. It's got to go slow to go fast, and it's hard to race on because everybody comes from East Bay, and you, it's a big momentum, um, you know, fast corner track, and everybody wants to go down there and go. It, the track looks really good, but when you get on it, you can't go. You can't do the speed that, you know, everybody does, and you just have to slow down and drive around there, and it's, it's challenging. All of them are challenging. All of them are different. Putnam County's the same way. It's got them long straightaways, and you go faster down the straightaway than you do at East Bay, but you got to slow down so much to go around the corner at Putnam. It's just all of them are different, and all of them are fun to me. What do you think about Ocala maybe going dirt? I can't wait. Well, you he, and a he lot raced of other on people. It. He raced on it when it was dirt before. Yeah. Yeah, yes, I did. Because in racing David Ruderman, that's probably some of the races he's talking about a lot of there. Yeah, that's right. I, I did race when it was a dirt, and I did race against David Ruderman, Ruderman there. But I never raced on it since it's been paved. Never have been on the pavement there. Yeah, I've, I've never raced a dirt car, just raced a lot of asphalt late models. And I know at watching uh, you guys run it, uh, those late models there at uh, East Bay, um, it's amazing sometimes that your car can be bad and you could be 10 cars back and the next thing you know, your car's running good, man. You guys will be all the way up in the front. You know, like he said, you know, when you have these battles, five for the lead and uh, East Bay being so wide down the straightaway, you can get five of them side by side sometimes. So Yeah, yeah it was that was one of the funnest. Uh, it probably is the funnest race that I've ever actually raced on in, in my life. That race, that last race at East Bay, it was a good one. So do you th- you think you're going to run the uh, the nationals, the late model nationals? Do you try to do that? Yeah, I raced. A, I, I, last year I only raced a couple nights. The year before I raced pretty much all the nights. The last year, a couple years before that, I don't know. We're talking about it. I know I'm definitely going to run run the um, open wheel modifieds, but I'm not really 100 percent sure on the late models. There's so many of them. Man, how good it must feel just to make it in one of those races when there's 125 cars there. No kidding. And and, and it's a 24 car field, and and you're starting on the pole of that field or something. You know that's oh, the adrenaline. That's what it's all about. About three or four years ago, they ran Goodyear tires, and um, it was the first time they've run the Goodyear tires. And um, I, I made four of the six nights. I was so equal to all of them because. They didn't have the edge on the tire situation. You know, right. it, was, it was all new to everybody, and I ran so competitive to, with them, and it was it was a lot easier then. I just wish it was like that now. How have you done with your modified against those guys when they come down? Um, I made every A main last year. I won every heat race last year, and I had problems in every feature. I finished fourth in the, one of the features and sixth in another, and then I had problems the last two nights. But I did win every heat race and made every race last year. There again, more competitive racing for you folks that have never been to the Modified Nationals, Late Mile Nationals, or Sprint Car Nationals that goes on during Speed Weeks at East Bay. Let me tell you what. Go there. Spend some nights in a row there. Let's see. They got the King of the 360s January 31st through February 2nd. They got the Lucas Oil Late Mile Dirt Series February 4th through the 9th. Uh, the 410 Sprints will be there on the 11th and 12th. Open Wheel Modifieds, Thursday, February 14th. 8,000 to win, Saturday, 75 lappers. So it's the 14th through 
the 16th, open wheel modifieds. We're, we're talking here on Inside Florida Racing with Roger Krauss, uh, who races a lot at East Bay Raceway and also down at Clewiston at the Henry, new Henry County Speedway. Um, how, Roger, I mean, I've seen you race there at East Bay. I was there a couple of weeks ago when you took both features and modifies in the late models i wasn't sure if it was just so you could get your picture taken with all them pretty girls but uh you know how do you how does east bay i mean i know it's a time for you to give a good pr answer but really how does how does east bay raceway stack up in the dirt racing world i mean how good at track is that place yes i've been to a lot of racetracks all around i used to travel with jimmy hunt and mr jw hunt and that's one of the finest facilities there is. Uh, Eldora is, is a nice place. It's, it 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 looks old. Eldora looks old. But, um, I, East Bay is one of the nicest racetracks I've ever been to in my life. Facility-wise, it's, it's one of the best. Yeah. It, 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 ranks, it ranks right up there with the best, the best of them. Well, that's how he gets all these cars to come down here for these events. I mean, yeah, yeah, what other yeah. racetrack can say they got 125 late models that are going to show up? The whole atmosphere at East Bay is special, though. I mean, the people, when you walk in there, people are extremely friendly. The people that work there are friendly and warm. Everything about the place is inviting. Yeah, and they didn't even pay us anything today to say that. What, what was that, Roger? They're, they they have a couple race tra- newer racetracks like Charlotte that are they say are really exceptionally nice. Uh-huh. I haven't been to it, so uh, um, I hear a lot of good things about Charlotte. But there, there's big big money there. I mean, it's, money's no object. Right. Right. Yeah. But, but um, next year, next year they're having a, uh, a Ken Kenny from uh, down at. Port Charlotte or Charlotte County, or mm-hmm. I don't know where he lives. He's promoting a uh, uh, late model challenge series yes. throughout, throughout Florida. It's called the Florida Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, and it's um, it's the initials dot com. What it is, but anyway, that he's um, we're going to race all throughout Florida next year. You going to race with him? We're going to race with him, and we're going to race two asphalt shows, and you have to have. Uh, a dirt style late model to run on the asphalt is going to be good. Oh wow! Yeah, we, see, we've been we we've been, we had him on uh, what a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. He was on. Was he on this show or the other one? He was on both of them, I believe. Yeah, he was on uh, a couple of our uh, shows, and uh, that sounds pretty exciting. See, I think oh, it's series. I can't wait to see the late models on pavement. That's going to be good. Yeah, I've, I'm the same way. Being an asphalt guy, we wanted to see a series that had, uh, you know. Five, five or six races for the asphalt, but then threw in three dirt races, and you had to use your asphalt car on it. No, that would have been good, yeah. That would be good to do. But uh, it'd be interesting to see how your dirt cars run on the asphalt. I'm sure they're going to haul the mail. <laughs> it might wear the tire out a little bit, but um, I'm sure you guys will haul ass around there. I can't wait. I can't wait. Roger, do you have a website? or? Um... No, I got um, a, a Kit Beard. He's working on me, getting me a website going um, that's a good guy to have working on your. How stuff, about your man. sponsors? Would you like to thank some yeah, of your sponsors? Yeah, I thank Coastal Trucking and um, United Equipment and the Bloated Bull Sports Pub in Tampa, and um, uh, Charlie and Alex and Billy. They helped me on the car and put up with me when things don't go right. Alex, yeah. Alex, what's Alex's last name? Serrano? No, Alex Baker. Oh, okay. Uh, I know the first half of the season was really terrible, and the last half one can't can't do nothing wrong. <laughs> it's amazing how it works. Yeah, it's great to have a good crew behind you and some good sponsors. That's for sure. 
Roger, thank you so much for being on the show. We've got to move along here. We've had quite a few guests. Keep on winning, man. The Keep clock on is winning. ticking. Okay, yes. Hope to, see y'all. hope to see you Saturday night. And thank you for being on, and good luck. Okay, thank you. Good night. Bye. All right. There you have it, Roger Krause, big-time racer there at East Bay. 42 years old. Now go ahead. See? That's... Uh, what are you saying? I'm 41. Yeah. But you're old. Well, he's not. No. No, well, I know. <laughs> it's tough being me, man. It's not easy being me. It's tough. Young. You guys are young. Yeah. Well, you know, when you talk about racing, though, and you see how all of us got into this because we thought that we'd love it so much and we could make a job out of it, and then most of us have realized that you didn't quit your day job, which was good, so it kept <laughs> you in racing. Um, but to see the young guys come in now, and, you know, we were talking about earlier, Jack said something about what they're thinking about, you know, maybe not using such young guys. And that is because they're learning that some of these guys that are, you know, in middle age that have been through so much with their cars and, and crash cars and uh, had to fix cars and had to keep cars under them. They want somebody that's got that kind of attitude when they're uh, racing. Who's on uh, who's on here? Well, you know, there's another uh there is a, a another uh, younger driver that uh, has got my attention early this year, and uh, we've uh, checked him out a few times at racetracks. And uh, came in fifth up at the Blizzard in uh-huh. uh, in uh, Five Flags. And Kurt Jett, welcome to Inside Florida Racing. Thanks. Hey, Kurt, how you doing? Good. How you doing? I'm doing good. Well, you had one heck of an exciting week this week. Besides the snowball, what else went on? Uh, went to Lake City for the Cecil Williams Memorial. Why you let Jeff win like that, man? <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty good race. Where'd you come in that one? Uh, well, we qualified seventh, and uh, we were running fourth, and uh, we ended up getting wrecked, and uh, we ah. were upset when the race was over, so we just packed up and went home. Oh, wow. Yeah, things happen quick there at Lake City. You get wrecked, you usually don't want to be messing around with even fixing it. Young kid, fifth place in the snowball. Can you beat that? Well, Kurt, no, this wasn't the snowball derby. This was the blizzard that released. Uh, up. That's what I meant. I got my snow and my blizzards all mixed up. Carol, you've been in Florida too long. I know. You need snow is snow. So t- tell us how, how things are going. Uh, how'd you like it up there at Five Flags for that deal? I like going to Five Flags. It's a challenge, and it's got some of the best drivers, you know, in the state of Florida or in the southeast for that matter because they come all the way from Texas. Uh, there's a couple guys there from Missouri, but we just got to work on our quali- qualifying run because we're talking about going to the snowball later on this year. And uh, seems like when we put new tires and tape off, it just gets real tight. We can't seem to get it out of it. So our qualifying run ain't there. We got a pretty good race race trim set up for it because qualified 21st and ended up fifth. So it was a pretty good run. How many laps you get before the tires go away? Uh, we normally pit around lap 70 between 70 and 75. Yeah. But tires are only really good for like three to five laps, really. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for you to It's because of this. Now, Kurt, you, you you definitely run the uh, soft setup in your car, don't you? Yeah, we run the uh, their five-inch springs. We run soft, big sway bar, and uh, we use a lot of bump rovers. Well, I see it. What it's on. I was going to say, I've, I've seen your car, you know, down there at Charlotte, you know, and Watch it go through the corners, and I'm wondering, how are you going to drive that thing for 100 laps with it bouncing on the bump stops like that the whole time? Well, actually, the first time I went to Pensacola, we ran the, they had a new style bump rubber out. We were good Thursday night practice, but 
the car was actually bouncing so hard on the right front it wore the bump rubber out. <laughs> and as the race went on, the car got worse, and we couldn't figure out why. And we finally we got back home. We took the shock apart. We could actually squeeze the bump rubber with our hand. Now, have you uh, learned all this uh, geometry and shock stuff uh, yourself, um, or do you have a great crew chief or a car chief that's taking care of that for you? Uh, I got a great crew chief named Chris Cater. Uh, he takes care of all of it for me. But ever since I started racing late models, that's what I've been on. So I don't really know anything else besides the big spring, soft springs, and big sway bar. Right. It seems to work good for you. You know, I've I've been on the track out there with you. You get around, whether it's at DeSoto or wherever, you seem to get around pretty well. How many years have you been racing now? I've only been in a late model seven or eight months. <laughs> that's discouraging for me. <laughs> What did you race before then? Uh, I raced open wheel modified for, I don't know, about eight months. So you don't have much time into this racing thing. What is it, just like coming natural to you? Uh, we're getting better as we go. We're trying. Yeah, you're doing very well. I mean, it's a tough sport, you know, as you see. Um, it's just such a wide array of cars and drivers and owners and money. But, Kurt, <laughs> but Kurt you, you're not fooling around. I mean, you've run... A lot of big races since you've been racing in this deal. I mean, you're going out there against uh, the best drivers in Florida, and you're racing the big races. Yeah, uh, this month and next month actually are pretty much the two biggest months for us out of the year. I think over the next six weeks, we got over 3,500 laps just in races. Where are you going to be? Uh, I'm going to Alp this weekend. They got a 200 lap race on Sunday at two o'clock. Where is it? Where? Alp, South Alabama. Oh, oh. I, we're going up there this weekend. How old are you, Kurt? I, I just was going to say that. How old are you? 16. So you're still in school. I'm a junior. No, he skipped school, man. He quit school. He's quit, he quit school to go do this. I would. I'm kidding. Would let me. <laughs> well, quit. I hope your parents well, kick your butt if you do. Yeah. How are you doing in oh, your yeah. grades? Uh, B's and C's. Carol, Carol, don't be rough. Did, did don't you be say rough C's and B's or C's and D's? C's and C's. Oh, okay. That's that's not bad. You're you're passing. <laughs> oh yeah, D's come home. I'm not allowed to race. So good, 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 good. Well, you know, definitely keep it up because you're doing well. I mean, you, you young guys are all phenoms. I think you know, we spent so much time us a little bit older guys working at this, and you guys seem to just come at it like it's natural. Did you uh, play a lot of racing video games, Kurt, in your uh, early childhood? Uh, I'm pretty good at the NASCAR games, but other than that, I'm not really too big of a uh, PlayStation kid. I that's, that's what we're talking. my time being busy. Which okay. version do you use? Which Which version of the NASCAR? Uh, 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 we got NASCAR from 1998 all the way up to 2007. Which one do you Which one do you think is the best as far as realism? As far as setup yeah. goes, 2008. You can actually. I mean, you go in there and change your springs and sway bar and everything you want and it actually makes the car do different stuff i mean it's just like wow there. yeah so if you set your car up a little bit maybe uh sort of like the game oh yeah when you well you know what i'm saying on where we go because like the 2008 you play car tomorrow and stuff like that which we don't have that and i mean it's just different stuff you got the 98 version oh yeah you know <laughs> I, I need a setup, man, for... Uh, somebody smack him. <laughs> for, somebody smack him, for man. Ta- I just have <laughs> never been able to get the Talladega deal down, man, on 98. I just haven't... Hey, you got to soften up I a mean, little I won, bit over I've there. won the championship, but I can't do anything at Talladega. Oh, next thing you, you know... Gotta, what's that, Jet? 
the hardest thing I believe on the game is walking in Glen. I can't get around that place at all. Well, yeah, them, yeah, those, uh, those, I those, have, those I have to get them to racetrack. You got to go to class with the, Boris said, those, and then you can do that. <laughs> those streets, yeah, I, I agree with you. Those street, those street, street courses are pretty tough. Oh, yeah. Jack's working on a late model car here. Hey, uh, Kurt, let me ask you something. I will say this. You have the race car driver's name to make it, okay? Kurt, Kurt Jett. Jett. That's that a is, cool name. That's almost as cool as Cold Trickle. Or, or Tony Stewart. <laughs> yeah. Come on. <laughs> Anyways, um, what are your plans, son? Uh, next, next year I'm going to be uh, full-time again in the late models, and we're going to travel around. We're going to Nashville towards the end of this year, and I think next year I'm still going to be in a late mall. And I believe the year after that. Record deal? Getting in the Hooters Pro Cup. You could be a singer, too? You got a record deal in Nashville, too? <laughs> I wish. Well, that sounds good. I mean, you're on track good. You know, it sounds like. Let's talk about your sponsors. Where's this money coming from behind you? Oh, uh, my dad, Jet Concrete. Jet Concrete. There you go. Uh, where's that out of? Uh, Orange Park, Florida, where I live. Okay. Well, Kurt, we wish you the best of everything. It's been fun talking to you, but we've got to move on here tonight. Um, thank you so much for being on the show, and good luck with what you're doing. Thanks. Appreciate you having me. I'll here. see you soon. Stay safe. Right. Thanks, Kurt. Take it easy. Bye-bye. There you have it, the man with the racing name, Kurt Jett. 16 what are you talking years about old. moving on? We ain't moving on nowhere. Nah. 16 years old. Too much. 16 years old. We have 14, 16, you know, 13, 12. I don't know, man. I don't know what to say. But you know what? Talking about the game, the video games, they really do have a lot of setup stuff in there and a lot of changes that they can make and try, even though there's no tracks on there that we're necessarily racing on here. But for some of these guys, Hickory and some of those tracks are on there. Jack, I meant to ask you something. You went up there to see these Harley Davidsons that do 200 miles an hour? Come on, share some of it. He went out to the woods of Rockingham. I'm telling you. you and we drive, haven't even mentioned it. You it was, drive and yeah. drive and drive, and you go up and over these and hills this, and this out in the middle of nowhere. This was my second huge time. Track. This was my second time there, and uh, this time uh, we were actually staying in a different place. We're staying in Aberdeen, which is on the other side. And uh, you're absolutely right. It's It was actually even cooler because it is out in the middle of nowhere, and you're going along, and it's like Rockingham. And uh, just to... Hamlet is right down the road, okay? It's, I'm serious. The town of Hamlet's right down the road. You know you're waiting for uh, Robin Hood to come out of the woods. <laughs> I mean, you're out in the woods, literally. And you're riding along, and you're out in the middle of nowhere in the woods, and up and down these little hills and rolling hills is beautiful. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you see this giant Bojangle sign. Grandstand. <laughs> well, that, you see the grandstands in the distance. You know, that are up there, what, Whoa. 15 stories or whatever right. they are, you know, and, and you see that, and it's just absolutely amazing out in the middle of nowhere. And uh, right across the street from, of course, is the uh, Rockingham Dragway, and that drag strip is where we're at for the uh, all-Harley drag racing deal where these cars, these... Uh, Did you take lots of pictures? We got about 400 pictures that we'll put up on uh, Real, Real Racing USA's um, uh, website of gallery tonight, and uh, it was pretty cool, man. Now, you know, I was, of course, I had full press credentials, and we were able to get up uh, very close to these... Uh, uh, top fuel Harley dragsters um, and take photographs of these guys coming off the lines. And it was um, where are my press credentials at? In his back pocket. <sighs> and you know, it was it was. Um, I'll tell you, man. We've been interviewing these guys since about May of this year, and uh, Tony Stewart, 
You ain't got no balls, man. I want to see. Oh, Tony, I want bite to, your I want tongue. To, I want to see Tony Stewart get out there, lay down on one of these things. Don't say that alive on radio, because <laughs> if I know him, he'll try it just to shut you up. I'm telling you, it was. It was. Uh, There's girls out there that'll do that. Yeah, there, well, there, there was. Uh, there was about a half a dozen uh, <laughs> ladies, and of course, we met Valerie Thompson that we'd had on our show a few times. She said uh, she has a one of these uh, land speed records at Bonneville Salt Flats. Uh, sponsored by GoDaddy, but it was, it was very salty. It was, you know, I'm still trying to. Um, Chris, we've been interviewing these guys all year, and and you know, stage of CB Latemp is the announcer for the All Hard Drag Racing Deal, and I spent some time with him. But I still can't quite get my head around these guys doing this because these are not like young kids. There's not very many young kids doing this. Most of these guys doing this are in their 30s, 40s, 50s. Young and 60s. kids can't afford a Harley. Well. And these are not anymore. These are serious machines. I mean, these are serious, mm-hmm. serious racing machines. And how quick did they run the quarter? Did you keep track well, of that? The diff- stats? Different classes, of course. Are, you know, the, the top fuel these in the qualifying runs. I think the top time when the qualifying runs was somewhere up around two ten. Um, as a matter of fact, I know one of them was two ten, and uh, it was just absolutely fascinating um, trying to get my head around what it takes to do this because you're not in a machine where you have a roll cage or anything no protection. like that you know and uh, these people are fascinating to me anyway but uh, my son is going to daytona next week to do two laps around the track on his harley really yeah him and a bunch of buddies are taking their bikes over there and they're they're going to do two laps i'm terrified of daytona i of them being on <laughs> motorcycles on Daytona, they're not yeah. going to be racing. They're just going to be going slow. They're not going to be going slow. They're over a hundred miles an hour. What are they doing now? They're just going to do two fast laps around uh. Daytona Speedway. Okay, well it's 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 fun and exciting to go around. I, I've done some laps at Daytona. I'll tell Speedway. you about it next week when he gets home safely. I did it laying down on a go kart back in the day. Did you really? Excuse me, guys, but there was another late model race this week in uh, Florida, and it was at uh, Charlotte County Motorsports Park, Bobby's Palace. And uh, I know who we got on now. Yep, Sean Lamaster was nice enough to stop by. What is? Okay, Bonehead's going crazy on us over here. Well, welcome to Inside Florida Racing, Sean. Appreciate you having me on. Now, uh, I won't be responsible for the damage that Carol Wicks and Bonehead do to you in the next fifteen minutes. The damage? I'm going to make him world renowned. Yeah, I've been listening to the show. I've been wondering if I uh, should even answer the phone or not. Of course you should answer the phone. You had a fantastic week. You were on Steve Dora's tail for that whole race, and Steve Dora's got a pretty fast car. You raced clean, you raced good, and I was so happy to see you do so well. Yeah, we had a pretty good night. I uh, actually thought we would have ended up getting around him, but at 45, the, the brakes went out on us, and I just tried to cruise around, and I was actually surprised how fast we were able to keep it up. And uh, run with him till the end. Your father was running around that place like a nutcase. He was so excited. Yeah, he was smiling pretty much all day after he won the pole. He was. <laughs> and then uh, you he wound was up donating that night, and he would have been happy. You wound up starting ninth, I believe, right? Yeah, leave it to me to win my first pole and then draw a ninth <laughs> car for the inversion. Murphy's law. Well, did you have fun? Yeah, we had a blast. Um. Actually, we're, I was running behind Steve just trying to actually just keep in his mirror and try not to burn my stuff up and so I could save it for the end of the race, and then the brakes went out. But I was having a blast out there. That was some good racing. We got up front pretty quick, and um, then 
even put a scratch on the car, so you can't beat that. Well, that's good, Sean. You did a good job. Uh, I was glad for your crew, too. Those guys are so faithful, and they work so hard on your car every week. Yeah, we've been working on it. We um, haven't really had the funds to be buying new tires for practice and stuff. And uh, Billy Bigley's actually been helping us out a lot with the setup, kind of over the phone. And uh, so we've been kind of using the races as experiments to get the setup figured out. In the first race, we kind of got knocked to the wall like lap four, so we didn't really learn much. All right. The next race only got 30 laps in because of that rain delay, but it gave me a better idea and made some adjustments, and I think we finally got it figured out pretty much. <coughs> I think this has really been good for your morale. I think it's onward through the fog now. Yeah, definitely. We uh, we needed a good run. We haven't had much luck this year. We were running up at DeSoto and couldn't just couldn't quite get a setup figured out. And uh, I told Billy when they started running these Charlotte races, I said, make me your guinea pig. I said, I'll run whatever you want and tell you how it works and if it makes it better, so it ended up working out in our benefit, so we'll see what we can do with it. So does that mean we're going to see more of you down there? Yeah, we'll definitely be there for the rest of the races this year. Uh, we're getting our, our other cars practically about done. We might take it up to DeSoto this weekend. Uh, it's got more of a conventional setup in it, but um, we're going to try running that up at DeSoto and have a little bit of fun there, too. I'm kind of afraid to touch the Charlotte car and take it anywhere else right now. You got the soft setup on there for Charlotte? It's not it's not major soft setup. We're not running bump bump stops or any of that stuff, but um, it's pretty soft. It took us a while to figure it out. We were like the one guy was saying earlier, you can't run half and half, and that's right. what we've been trying to do all year. You got tall like, springs or short springs at? It's the tall springs. Um, the one spring we actually got the the longer coils. The one spring I actually had the shorter coils, and we had a spring rubber in it, and it actually was working so hard it actually crumbled the spring rubber. Right. We unloaded the car to wash it, and the spring rubber was in pieces just laying, laying in the spring. I couldn't believe it. Was that your right front? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a tough place to get a handle on with all these different setups. But, you know, listen, Billy Bigley, he knows how to get around there. You keep listening to him, you, your finishes will get to be better and better. And, you know, just learn how to drive the track and dealing with all the different drivers. That's yeah, what it's all about. He's going to come up for the next race, and uh, he was already asking me, all the changes I've made, what they were, so I think he's going to go up there and kick my butt with his. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not. You might put it on him. You never know. But uh, we'll he's definitely try. Uh, you're going to go to DeSoto, you said. Yeah, we're probably going to try to go up to DeSoto this weekend um, with the other car, just to get it. Kind of, we'll, we'll test it out Friday night if it goes pretty well, and then we'll probably race on Saturday, just, yeah. uh, just to get going again. Yeah, you might encounter Billy there. <laughs> he's actually, um, I actually called him to see if he was going to go. He was thinking about taking a weekend off. He's been so busy with his kids racing and then Hooters and stuff that uh, I think he might actually take a weekend off. But it's not Friday night, so I can't, I'm not going to hold him to it. Right. Well, all right. Sounds great. Sounds great, man. You did a good job. Uh, you had a good time there racing the other night, and it's uh, now all you got to do is win one. Yeah, exactly. We're, we're hoping for the next time. Well, good luck. Uh, anything else you want to say? Who's your sponsors? That's what we need to get out. We know your car number eight. Who's your sponsors? Uh, mostly pretty much just my dad, LaMaster Insurance out of Naples, Florida. It's his money that's kind of paying for everything. We're hoping to get a couple more good runs in so we can try to get a couple more sponsors because we'd like to do a little bit more travel and run some bigger shows and stuff. So we're working on it. Well, well you keep comes. racing like you did Saturday night. People will start noticing you. Yeah, that's what we're hoping. Yeah, it all comes in time. There's uh, got to be some people down there in Naples that would like to... Uh, do some advertising in Charlotte County or in uh, Bradenton. You know, that's what you got to look for. Yeah, exactly. How long have you been racing? Uh, we've been kind of racing on and off for probably six or seven years. I started in mini cups, ran them like a year, 
uh, got the little modifieds, ran it off and on for a year and a half, I think, and then we jumped into super late. Actually, the car we're running is actually Mike Bresnahan's old car that he used to dominate up there with Citrus. Really? So, uh, that's that's part of the reason why it runs so good there at Charlotte County, but it's got a new clip on it because that thing's so old, it actually started falling apart on us <laughs> and uh, you, about a year and a half ago. But I remember he used to have the back end of that thing jacked up so high in the air you couldn't even see around him. Yeah, he, um, it was definitely, he had some crazy setups in that thing. He told us a little bit. I'm sure he didn't tell us anything, but we tried messing with it a little bit. We ran up at Citrus, and we ran pretty good up there with his stuff. Um, so... But once we changed that clip, we started trying to go to that a little bit of the softer stuff. Because the car's been overslung. It's like built in 84. Right, yeah. It was actually, with flexing so much, it actually ripped the uh, the center section out of the, the front clip there. Well, I believe it. I mean, that car would go around the track there at Citrus like none other, and he would just drive the heck out of it. So it's yep. definitely had a lot of laps, and you're still putting laps. So that's a good thing about these cars and chassis. Man, they'll work for years. Yeah, we put that new front clip on it, and it just brought the car back in life, so. It's definitely helped out. I, I wouldn't mind putting a rear clip on it at some point, but until it starts giving us problems, I don't think I'm going to touch it. Right. Hey, if it works, don't mess with it. Exactly. Don't mess with it. Don't reinvent the wheel. Well, Sean, uh, good uh, good luck uh, with your racing. Uh, hopefully I'll be there racing with you guys again in a month. And uh, um, good job finishing second. And I hope you can uh, do good at uh, DeSoto. You know, just hold on. You're going to go fast. Yeah, exactly. I've DeSoto is fun. Charlotte, I like short tracks a little bit more, but DeSoto is definitely fun. We just uh, I want to get that other car out there and get it run. I think we'll we'll definitely go out and have some fun and then head back to Charlotte County on uh, the 10th. All cool. right. Sounds well, thank good. you so much for being on the show, Sean, and good luck and keep up the good dra- good racing. Not a problem. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Talk take, to you soon. Take it easy, right. Sean. Bye-bye. All right. There you go, number eight, finishing number two at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Are we going to do our... No, we got one more thing we got to do. We we can't... We, we don't have time to do all. We haven't figured out how to do this yet. We just haven't figured out how to hit every single track the way we well, want to. Well, we can't always do it. Those guys but, should call us. You know what? Here's what we're going to do. We could add all you tracks half hour out to there, the show. All you track owners or the people that are announcers or whatever, you know the number here. Get a hold of us. Tell us what's going on at your racetrack. Uh, we're trying to get to, in touch with all these drivers and talk to these drivers so all you folks can understand what's really going on out there in the racers' heads and what they're thinking. Uh, next week, Carol, who are we going to have on next week? Just throw a name or two I'm out there. I'm going to be calling on uh, Rob Partolo and uh, Mike Bresnahan. i got a couple people i got in mind. Okay. But yeah, I want to have some surprises. Well, I think those are – we definitely surprise them just when we come on and say, Hello, here we are. Well, I mean, <laughs> you know – there's some. This is the time of year where things really get get hopping in uh, Florida. There's no, no stuff's doubt. happening. Yeah, it's it, it's a big build up to February. Things really, things things really do begin to happen. And one is this microphone working? Yeah, it's working. And one of the things that's happening is this weekend, the twelve hours of Ocala. What's up, man? We're talking with. Um, who are we talking with? Oh, we're talking Hi. with BJ Cabin from Ocala Speedway. Hey, BJ. Hey, how you doing, Carol? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I tell you, I'm all stoked up about this big race we've got going on this weekend. Uh, the 12 Hours of Ocala, which is it's one of those unique things. Uh, we This started last year. It is the only endurance-type race held the local short track anywhere in America. And we've got people coming in from as far away as the state of Maine to run this thing off. Whoa. Yeah. It what kind of cars? Awesome. It, 
know, honestly, it's anything. all kinds of cars. You can really run anything just so long as it's got uh, a, a roll cage and a window net and some, some basic safety equipment. No Porsches. Uh, no, no Porsches, I don't think. <laughs> uh, we actually had some guys run it in a minivan last year. Did pretty well. They did They did real good, as a matter of fact. And those guys that, that came, remember those guys from Tennessee that came down? The, yeah. the guys that came down and the girl from Tennessee, uh, they had never been on an asphalt track before in their life. And if I'm not mistaken, they came in second or third. Yes, they did. I think that they, I know they were in the top five. I don't remember exactly yeah. they finished, but, but they did quite well as well. Of course, the Stallmakers actually won the thing, and they did it in a uh, street stop. So uh, everybody was saying, oh, the four-cylinders will have an advantage. They won't use as much gas. Well, the Stallmakers definitely put that to rest. Tommy Tommy King was uh, his team was there in the truck in the I think they were second if I'm not maybe third one well, he was either second or third can you run a late model uh, you can run anything that, that that's a race car out there if you wanted to run a late model I think you probably could uh, I, I don't think anybody has ever tried that before yeah I guess you could his headset's on too tight don't pay attention nah, so to him. so what's what's the thing behind it you you can't ever fuel up you got to go out there what's the deal you fuel up as many times as you want. Yeah, well, actually, yeah, you can fuel up as many times as you want to, but the idea is to do it less than everybody else. I mean, the whole idea is the clock starts running at 9 a.m., the clock will stop running at 9 p.m., and whoever completes the most laps within that time period of 12 hours is going to be the winner of this race. Now, the thing is, you're going to probably have a couple of drivers, maybe even three drivers, so somebody doesn't have to sit there and go around a three-eighths-mile track for 12 hours. Oh, especially Ocala. <laughs> Drive me crazy. Yeah, so uh, you're also going to have somebody that's going to help dump the gas in the thing because you're going to have to leave the track. You're going to have to gas it up periodically. So you want to have that all set up. And uh, whoever can do all that stuff the fastest, get back out there and, you know, just complete the laps, they're going to win the thing. How many cars are you going to start? We will start as many as show up. So it could be cars nose to tail five wide all the way around. There could be if that many showed up. We, we didn't have uh, a huge deal last year. We're actually expecting more this year because the word has gotten out now. There's been a little bit more discussion of it on the Internet and some stuff like that. There was, And uh, but we, we've seen a little bit more interest this year, so I'm, I'm hoping that we have a really big field. It looks like we're going to. There was, uh, there was uh, about 30 teams working on cars last year, and I, I think that, when it really came down to it, there was 18 that actually came and, and put it together. Surely Mike Gamash is building a car for that. Yeah. There's, a, there's quite a few folks that are coming up from uh, different areas of Florida. I wish I had a list in front of me that had some names on it. I've heard from uh, several teams that run at various tracks. They've actually put cars together specifically for this race. Well, and, uh, how much is the entry? Uh, now, that I don't know right off the top of my head. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have my information right in front of me. Uh, throw something out there. <laughs> no, I don't lie. <laughs> He's going to get you in trouble here. I do know the winner's going to get five grand, so that's pretty good. Whoa. Five grand for you 12 hours. Kidding. You know, it's definitely it was really, a it great was, concept. It was a lot of fun, I tell you that. Was, we actually broadcast this thing live last year. Bill Green went up there. Last year, of course, it was overnight. 12 midnight to 12 noon, and Bill Green, wow. I left him hanging out to dry. He'll never forgive me, but uh, he ended up uh, announcing. I, I went up there about 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning. Bill had stayed up all night broadcasting live over the Internet. It was funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I guess you guys have no curfew out there. 
Uh, no, we have no curfew at Ocala Speedway, and uh, so we ran it overnight last year. And you know, while that was kind of fun, it was also extremely tiring. I bet. We turned it around and did it during the day this year, and I think it's actually going to be a better race during the day. I think so, because about about 3 or 4 o'clock, 5 o'clock in the morning, man, it's got to be terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it, it gets really bad about that time. It just gets downright annoying. Yeah, but you know, everybody just wants to go to bed. The flag man's asleep by that time. Yeah, but it's a $5,000 payoff, and it's not like you got to have a $100,000 car to go do it. Yeah, know? but 9 in the morning to 9 at night. That's a better deal. Yeah, well, no doubt. That's an all-day affair. And, 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 and when are they? what's the date of it? This Saturday. The date of it is this Saturday. That's October the 20th. We'll start at 9 a.m. promptly. Uh, all of the teams and everything should be in on Friday evening. We're actually going to have a practice session uh, Friday afternoon and Friday evening, especially for some of these teams that are coming from out of state. Uh, Jim Hickabotham's going to have his ride-along car out there on Friday afternoon. He's going to be giving some ride-alongs. So that's going to be interesting. I'm sure some of those guys in the 12-hour thing will let you ride with them. <laughs> What's How much is it to go to the race, uh, BJ? As far as I know, the grandstands are going to be open, and I don't think there is a charge to sit in the grandstands and watch the race. Really? Wow. To go into the pit. But, uh, and if I'm not mistaken, that's going to be the regular pit fee, which is uh, $25. Bucks. All right, man. Uh, I, I may be wrong on that, but uh, I, I'm hoping I'm right. But you said it, so it's free. So anybody anywhere can go up there and watch all that free anytime they want, pretty much. You know, you would be amazed. There were actually one or two people that sat out there all night and watched that thing last year. It was fascinating, BJ. You know, we it were was, up, it we was were, Jack. We were up there in the tower, and there was like some people sleeping in the stands, and there wasn't a lot of people around. And uh, then, as as it got into like the last hour. Yeah, there was a trickle of people into the the pit side grandstands down, down, down in turn one, and then when we went out on the track when the race was actually over and we were running out there to get pictures of stuff, they come out of the woodwork. There was three hundred people on the front straight. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, like where were these people? You know. Yeah, I'm thinking with running it in daylight when people are normally awake that we're going to have more people that will actually come and watch this thing. In fact, I was over at Volusia Speedway uh, Saturday night and talked to two or three people over there that were like very curious about coming over and watching this thing. So uh, we may have us a little crowd out there on Saturday just out of curiosity, if nothing else. I hope so. Well, uh, yeah, if anything else, the race might break out. Yeah, that's true. And also, this thing <laughs> runs rain or shine. So if it looks like it's, you know, this is not one of these things that you run away from because it looks like it might rain. We're going to run it regardless. I, I would suppose so. So I hope that it does rain because that's going to make it more exciting and, and of there, a race. And there can be wrecks. Last year, right in the last half an hour, last hour of the, of the race, there was actually a wreck that almost blew the chances for the winner. Yeah, and he he was able to get out there. They what was that? Uh, who's the doc? Doc Batson, doc right? Doc Batson. They were able to get in there, fix that thing, the Stallnakers, and they fixed it, and they come out and still won. But that's a man. lot of work for five thousand dollars. <laughs> yes, it is. And I got to tell you what, you know, some of these guys, I, I see the condition these guys come out of the car in after they've driven like a fifty lap race or a hundred lap race. If you can imagine going for just hours and hours and hours on end, now it's one thing to do this on a big track. But on a three-eighth mile track, on Ocala's racetrack, you guys' racetrack just has a configuration that can work on your head. 
Yeah. You know, not to mention your arms, you know, trying to hold you. It's it's just it's a, it's demanding. Listen, it's a great concept. How many cars did you have last year start? How many finished? I, I, I did, if I'm not mistaken, uh, we had something like 30-something cars that actually ran the thing, or, or actually 20-something that actually ran the thing. And uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, probably about half of them actually finished it. Yeah, I think there was 18. I was just here looking up. The, the story for this whole thing is on the front page of uh, Florida Stock Car Racing last year with photographs and stuff and photo gallery, and I can't seem to find it, but it's, it is on there, and... Uh, uh, I think there was 18 teams that actually finished. I bet that there'll be 50 cars there that'll show up for this thing this year. That's my. That's what I think. From just talking to people and everything else, I, I'm hoping for about that same number, at least 40 to 50. And uh, I think that would be a good feel because, you know, if with the length of time this thing goes, you're going to have people that are falling out of it. You're going to have mechanical failures. You're going to have people that's just like, I'm too tired to do this. <laughs> you know? I need to take a nap, and then I'll be back out. Yeah. And, you know, the old theory last year that, that, that slow and steady wins the race, that went right out the door on the first lap last year. Yeah. You know? so, so what do you got, transponders, or you got scores that are going to stay up all the whole uh, day? As far as I know, last I checked, uh, we were going to use transponders. Was transponders last year. We did last year. Transponders, yeah. Yeah, they don't sleep. <laughs> if somebody's going to sit up there and score the thing for 12 hours, I really feel for them, and they ought to give them a big bonus. Well, Carol will do it. Just yeah. give her a call. Ask her no, she won't. There. And I think $5,000 for a day of fun is pretty damn good. Yeah, that's a lot of work. What are you paying for second? Yeah, and not only is this thing going to be fun to participate in, but it's going to be a heck of a lot of fun just to watch it, you know? Yeah, for 12 hours. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, you don't have to be there for the whole 12. I'm sure it's going to be kind of like a drop-in thing. You're going to have some people that are going to be there for the start, and there's going to be some that will drop in around lunchtime, and there will be some more that will blow in about supper time, and you know how it goes. I would think we gradually build up a crowd during the day, and by the time the thing finishes at 9 o'clock at night, we should have a pretty good little crowd there to see everything. All right. All right, BJ. We'll see you Saturday. I'll be there around uh, 11 o'clock, then i got to have to leave early. i got to buzz down to Auburndale, but we'll have other people there, Bill Green, other people there covering the race at uh, – We'll see you Saturday, man. All right, I will be there. I'm going to try to announce this thing if I don't, uh, if I can survive for 12 hours. There you go. All right, man. We'll see. Night, you. BJ. Thank you for the rundown. Thank you, Carol. Thank you, Jack. Talk to you later, folks. Bye bye. See, he didn't. See, he didn't thank you, man. He didn't they thank, don't thank me. They don't thank you, Bowhead. They don't know me. You get no nobody, respect, man. Nobody He's, knows me. Nobody cares about me, and that's fine. That's the way I like it. Boo hoo! Hey, this time next week. You may not be here because... Well, listen, the service is so bad here, she may have called me already. Rob's expecting a little boy next week. And is that right? It's now? Well, she, yes. called, she called me, and the service is so bad that I couldn't get back through to her. So, Well, you need to get on that. Check it out, man. Here's the deal. We had uh, Scotty Grosserbacker on tonight. We had Roger Krause on. We had Kurt Jett, Jeremy Gerstner, Sean LeMaster, Rex Guy, Jeff Choquette, Drew Brannon, Jerry Benner. BJ. And BJ Cavan, and I'll tell you what. And why. we did it in two hours and 14 minutes. Hey, we're the man. Hey. <laughs> we are a woman. Real Racing USA. What's the name of this place here? What are we doing? Inside Florida Racing. Good night, everybody. Jump until I'm